shave my cat bald? Yes. <laughs> yes. No, 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 no. No. It'd be funny if you gave your cat the friar's cut, so it just had a little bit of a ball patch right in between its ears. That's that, what I was thinking. That is no. the right answer. Because he, he is very fluffy. I just about... I just about spit up my coffee. <laughs> I'm shocked how quick you came up with that. You've thought about this before. He has uh, such long hair. I just, like, in my head, imagine that happening for whatever reason, seeing a cat uh -huh. with that monk hair. Yeah, I, I think you've been dreaming about a, a kitty friar tuck for a while. A friar tuck, that's what it's called. Friar cat. What if I did it to all my cats? They could just have little friar tucks. Oh my god, and they yes. get robes. <laughs> <laughs> They'll be perfect. They'll be Christian cats. This is how the uh, usurpation starts. Yeah, definitely. Your cat just needs this haircut. I can't even. <laughs> to be fair, my cats are semi-perverts. Every time I cuddle them, they have to have at least one hand on my boob. <laughs> <laughs> this is two out of three of my cats. Wait, and then the other one's just what? like full body on boob. So uh, people at home wouldn't be able to see this, but I posted a gif from the... Uh, Robin Hood Disney movie from the 1970s. And you guys seen this? Like, it has weird double frames. Was that actually in the uh, film back then? No, it was yeah. not. No, I think it's the fact that we have better technology now. No, it's because they stole a lot of frames from previous Disney films. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And they like, repainted oh, over them. Yeah, but it's just like the frames are just slightly off. No, that's, like, I think just, that's just the gif fucking up. Okay. okay. I was like, what the fuck? I didn't think it was that poor. I know it's supposed to be the Dark Ages of Disney. I didn't think it was that bad. No, I watched that movie a lot growing up. It was not that janky. Oh, I love so, that movie. Robin Hood, The Birth of Furries. 100%. Oh, no, that was Lola Bunny. I'm pretty sure it was uh, Red, or Robin Hood. Most people trace that to furryism. One Made Marion. No, it was one chunk of people. Felix the Cat. Oh, no, Lola Fred, Bunny. Yeah, oh, Fritz the Cat. Yeah. Was the first one, and then Robin Hood, and then Lola Bunny. No, it was Lola Bunny first. No one became a furry because Fritz the Cat. Um, Let's be fair here. <laughs> that, okay. No one thought Robert Crumb's artwork was sexy. <laughs> okay. Oh, sorry. You got a point there. I don't even know who Fritz the Cat is. You don't need to know who Fritz the Cat is. Like, I promise, Lulu. It's not that ex Well, it is, but it's not that exciting. It's explicit, but yeah, boring. Yeah. Yeah. Like, no one thought, like, yeah, I'll be a furry after seeing this artwork. No. No, not no. at all. No, that's a good point, Tip. What about this? I mean, I think that's pretty sexy. Felix the cat. This conversation mm. took a turn from shaving my cats to furryism. Did you expect anything else? No, but how many of us were, like, at that awkward age of puberty when Lola Bunny happened on scene? Oh, no. Uh, yeah, puberty, I can see what people with Lola Bunny and whatnot. Yeah. That makes sense. When did Lola Bunny come out? Before you were born. Space, Space Jam, 2000 It would have been like 2006. Space Jam, 1990s. Old Bunny was before that, but Space Jam was the awakening for most people. Oh, 1992. Yeah, it was like... 1996. It's... Yeah, it says 96. I was about to say, Space Jam is a lot older than 2006. So, I did, yeah. Hey, I was So close. before Lulu was yeah. 2006. I did say 2006. I was wrong. I mean, I you said 2000-something. Yes, yes. Lulu definitely said 2006, and I was like, no. You know what? That's probably the year no. I saw it, because I definitely didn't see it in 1996. Because you weren't born. Because I wasn't alive. My eyes were not developed. You just got to get old, like us. You just got to get old. It's hard. Just... Yeah, whatever, Zoomer. No, wait, wait, wait. Question for, for that. Yes, but could you trace the furry thing also back to possibly who framed Roger Rabbit? Mm. Yes. Absolutely. Because 
Roger was married to Jessica Rabbit, who was definitely human, human looking versus a, an animal. So, canon, Roger Rabbit furries. I mean, confirmed. Sure. I don't know, because Jessica, her rabbit name was married in. She was not actually a rabbit. I know she wasn't a rabbit, but I'm saying she fucked a rabbit. They fucked Yeah, she wrote that rabbit dick. I'm just saying, I actually have a documentary that answers a lot of questions for some reason. I know, it's by, uh... (laughs) Frederick Knudsen. Yeah, it's by him. It's actually very interesting. Yeah, I've read a couple. They're fascinating. So, (laughs) that took a turn I didn't expect. I enjoyed this pre-ramble. What's about furries? Yeah. So, (laughs) the re-roll podcast brought to you by furries. Space yes. crocodiles and bugs. Go ahead. I'm not going to judge you. your kink is okay as long as it doesn't hurt other people. Unless they want to. Then you need consent. But what if kink shaming is my kink? Well, fuck your kink. Your kink is okay as long as it's consensual between two adults. Adults. Or actually not two. Adults. There's no number limit. There's no set number. Yeah, there isn't. As long as it does not involve murdering people. Unless they sign up. Hey, don't shame the American military. remember we don't condone to murder but if you stab him in the kidneys i mean did you ever hear about the guy that consented to dying and they to uh, clarify the german man who did the murder and cannibalism with written consent was uh sentenced pretty heavily Mm -hmm. yeah but that doesn't make any sense because the person that he did it to gave him consent because you can't murder people murder is still illegal but is it murder or assisted suicide uh, I'm going to guess that goes into the assisted suicide. It's yeah. still killing another person. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, you can assist somebody in a suicide. And only if you're a doctor. If you're not a doctor, it's just called murder. Not legally. <laughs> um, that makes, that's not legal, Lulu. <laughs> that's just called murder. It's fine. Uh, that's, ca- that's called a murder. I'm down here in Oregon and we pioneered that uh, particular lawsuit. Yep. You have to have a doctor. Murder. Of the medical variety. Murder. Thinking about murder. Okay, everybody's got their popcorn. JJP. Mm-hmm. Well then. Yep, everyone's got their popcorn. We are in the building of Justice, Justice, Peace, the corporation that takes over all the legal processions between the two or the different corporations in Fail and around Oren. And Judge Porson has just sat down at the bench and called the, the court to order. Rudro Posen. So. Can you spell that last name? Uh, Posen. Uh, P-O-C-I-N. Ah. Can, can, I, can I get a beer? Not yet. Uh, there... There are no refreshments just yet. Damn now the it. court has been called to order. Uh, you have to wait till intermission. Fuck. Uh, Shinova would like to pull out a beer from the little backpack. Yes. Um, <laughs> yes, but it is lukewarm. I'm enjoying it the way that it's supposed to be enjoyed. The British way. Who said I gave it to you? No. <laughs> Who says you didn't give it to me? <laughs> no, she totally did. I just wanted to mess with it. Yeah. True way to enjoy a beer. Hot. Oh, and I also imagine that the zipper on the child's backpack is the lion's mouth. So every time I pull something out, it's like the lion's vomiting it up. (laughs) Sure. Give it that flavor text. Is this like a bag of holding? Yeah. Seems to be. (laughs) It's a bag of holding snacks. Of a lion looking over its shoulder. It's a bag of flavor text. So as long as it has no mechanical uh, properties, then yeah, sure, you can put stuff into it. Perfect. Oh, it's literally only for snacks. Snacks for not, yeah. and then beer for Shinovo when she can't deal with not. Oh, does that mean I can we can pull out some human face? No. 
because that's also snack food. No. No. Uh, no. It's a delicacy. You don't just get human faces. You can get human face jerky, but that's a totally different product. Yeah, but nothing says friendship like two people munching on a well-cooked face. And we're not that close of friends. Yeah, I know that's the only thing that says friendship, but... And let's be fair here. It's a Vesk delicacy, so the only person who have it is uh, Mr. Nagarash. <laughs> no, I'm pretty sure that one's a llama delicacy. <laughs> yeah, I got you, Joe. Yeah, they're actually a very feared monster throughout the pack world. I got you, damn Joe. <laughs> the alpaca. <laughs> the alapaca. Alopaca. Yeah. Alopaca. Okay. That's a that's an alpaca that's resistant to burn damage. Perfect. Um. Oh, Jesus Christ. <sighs> that's what we do. I'm just disappointed. I'm just disappointed we haven't reached the snorting yet. Not yet. We actually haven't got. Well, we almost had a spit take. So true. <laughs> that's. I mean. That's good and all, but it's not the iconic snorting. Say something funny and I'll laugh. You listen to my audio, they're snorting on there. It's just, I didn't push the button. Oh. (laughs) To be fair, I mute my mic on my end, but I unmute it so you guys can hear me laugh, so you know I think you're funny. Aww. Nope, she is uh, gaslighting us again. (laughs) That makes sense. It's true. Damn it, Lulu. Lulu finds everything that we say hilarious. (laughs) <laughs> she is a laugh slut. <laughs> Proof. Okay, let's go. Let's 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 throw Desi in jail. Nope, too late. Moments passed. <laughs> All right. So the judge calls on the prosecutor, uh, Dub Hey Alpha, the bear uh, attorney rep- uh, representing the Kratu in- Kratu Enterprises, Ooh. to present or call forth their first witness to this case. Ooh, bear dude sucks. <laughs> I am saying that. I elbow jam in the side. <laughs> what? So, uh, the first one that I called up is a another Orza named Torn Cesso. So T O R N E J E S S O. T O R N E J E S S O. Yep, Torn Cesso. Cesso. And Dupe Alpha brings up to the stands like, Uh, Mr. Jesso, if you could please tell the court what you saw the night that Mr. Olin passed away. Yeah, so I work with, uh, River on the Entim Exploit side of, uh, uh, Benji. And, uh, what I can tell you is that, oh, around 6 p.m. or so, I heard him talking on the comms with someone. But I can't 100% know who he was talking to, but he seemed to be pretty worked up about something. Then... After he was done with his conversation, he took off in kind of a rush. Uh, didn't say where he was going, just said he had to be somewhere important. And that, that, that's about it. So he left the office, I would say, 6 p.m. or so. Shinova just in telepathy goes, yeah, that checks out. All right. So, uh, and, uh, Torn, if you could. Um, did you know Mr. Deliswell very well? Yeah, well, he's um, well-known in the business uh, as Mr. Lucky. Uh, he gets out of a lot of different, like, traps or different big things, surprises. You know, we locked him in a box once, tossed him into a uh, tank full of uh, non-breathable gas. I can't remember what it was, but then he just popped up in the audience somewhere. He's kind of an escape artist. I think that's his entire uh, shtick. So, you really lock that guy up anywhere. He just gets out somehow. Um... Another point I remember was we uh we threw him into a uh what did he call him? a ravine, locked him with chains, 
uh, covered his head and threw him in there and then assumed that he died because that's where he, he fell, I don't know how many feet. And then he just ended up, you know, in the car waiting for us after a while. None of us saw him, but, you know, he's just that good. So at this point in time, I think uh, since you got none of you guys actually investigate this plot point, so George doesn't have any real things to cross-examine on uh, Torn's side of his story. So is there anything you guys want to uh, whisper to uh, George? Ask him if they knew that Desi and the deceased had a sexual relationship. All right. Uh, on cross-examination, George starts like, um, Mr. Uh, Jessa, are you aware of that um, Mr. Dilliswell and Mr. Olin had any sort of personal relationship, uh, intimate relationship, of any sorts? Uh, I can't tell you, really. I don't really pry into uh, River's social life, his personal life. I mean, for the most part, we just worked. I was a backstage crew, and he was the star of the show. He did everything, and we got paid. So, whatever. Ask if he really knows how he escaped all his tricks. Because if he's backstage, he has to see the setups. So, is there... Do you actually know how Mr. Deliswell escapes most of his tricks? Is is he able to teleport or do something else? Uh, no. Really, the biggest things he's able to do is... uh, I mean, he's really athletic. Have you seen the guy? The guy's ripped. Uh, and also flexible. So, for the most part, he doesn't tell us the whole details because he doesn't want all the tricks to be exposed, i.e. something like a court case. But from what I can understand, most of it involves him being able to pick locks, get out of tight situations just through sheer finesse and physical ability. Uh, Shinova's just going to telepathic Sylvia go, Yep. Told you he was guilty. Y'all got any questions? And then she says that to everybody. Uh, my only comment is that he's fucky. Yeah, that, that tracks. Uh, I should also state that the defendant is also standing next, or sitting next to George. So you guys can see him. Is he fucky? Uh, he's buff. Yeah. So yes. <laughs> so yeah. Because, uh, not, and jo Jim, you would have not seen him before. I like to imagine uh, both Sylvia and Shishi are just like, yep, yep, yep. He is. He definitely is nodding their head. Yep. The tracks. Yeah. That looks like a fucky dude down there. Yep. Okay. Okay. So if that's all the questions, then they'll ask Mr. Jesso to step down. And then they are going to uh, ask Mr. Hmm. Mr. Uvix is going to come to the stand. The actual lover. No, it's the gardener, you dipshit. Yeah, but he's sus as fuck. Yeah, doesn't mean he's, oh, you know what, they did have a romantic dinner, never mind, yeah, you're right. Exactly. We got plenty of things to ask him. So, um... Doc's trying to send telepathic messages left, right, and center still. <laughs> <laughs> um, Mr. Uvix, could you describe to the court what you saw the day that you found Mr. Orlean's body? Uh, well, um... Uh, I was the one who found him. Uh, I came in the morning, do my morning shift, uh, tend to the uh, gardens, the stuff around the, just the general groundskeep. Uh, I also checked on the uh, the rock garden off to the side because we're a bit worried that it's still kind of unstable. And when I noticed that the lock 
on the door was broken. So I went in thinking, well, that's strange. That's really suspicious that the, the lock's broken and it's open. And when I came in, I saw Mr. Williams' body. Oh, what a sight to see. Um, and then, of course, on the uh, table, I just saw that there was a fancy dinner. Uh, one side had eaten some crab, and the other side, well, it didn't have anything touched. So, that's really all I can, uh, all I can tell you. It's, I found his body next to the dinner table. Hey guys, why would the lock be broken if Mr. River had That's a... That's what I was thinking. Yeah, I don't remember the lock being broken. Ask him which lock was broken, the door lock or the window lock? Yeah, both. Alright, so when George goes up, he's like, Hmm, Mr. Uvix, um, could you tell me what lock was broken when you came in to check uh, um, the cabin for Mr. Olin? Well... It was actually at the front door. So, because I parked in the front and I saw as I was, you know, getting my tools out, I went up to the porch, you know, cleaned it off like I usually do. And that's where I saw the front door lock was broken. I don't remember finding the front door lock broken. Yeah. Can you ask him what time he found the body? Um, so, he asked him again. He's like, well, I found the body, oh, I would say around 8 a.m. 8.30, that's when I usually start my uh, shift. Because he's the first house I stop in to uh, check on. That's a 30-minute time frame. What do you think? Should we confront him with the fact that, I don't know, the lock wasn't broken? Well, I don't remember if it was open. It wasn't broken. So I can tell you guys that the lock was not broken when you came in. That's what I thought. It Because, Jim, you actually opened it up yeah. to tack it. Yeah. So it was still functional. So that would be the first point to mention yeah. then. Mm-hmm. So, ask him if he has keycard access to the house first. He should. Sure. Uh, George asks, "Do you have keycard access?" Out of curiosity, and yeah, I do. Because sometimes I have to go in through the back, you know, pick up, get the water, water the plants on the inside too. Uh, Mr. Olin doesn't really have any actual housekeeping because no one's really in there. So I kind of do a little bit here and there, make sure the pipes are still good. So, from there, do you guys want to drop the broken lock? I'm assuming? Yeah. Do it. Okay. So, George then confronts Uvix on this. Like, so, I was actually at that cabin yesterday, I should say. And um, I saw that the lock was not broken. I didn't have an engineer come out and show that it was still very much functioning. So, Mr. Uvix, how can you explain this contradiction in your testimony? Uh, at that point in time, you see Uvix kind of like... I think he rubs his wrist uh, before, like, well, well, I mean, it, it looked broken. The door was just open. And so I just assumed, like, oh, someone must have broken in. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's why would a door be just pried open like that? I don't think we saw pry marks either. Again, uh, George presses him again and explains that the door was not forced open. It was still very much a normal functioning door. And again... Uvix begins to like squirm a little bit underneath the pressure of you guys uh, feeding these uh, in feeding this information back to George. Uh, ask him if he saw anything else suspicious about the house. So, did you see anything else that was slightly off about the house when you came to check on Mr. Olin's safety? Oh, well, I can't say I saw too much. I mean, 
I did my first few rounds around the uh, house, and then that's when I noticed the door finally open. So it wasn't too noticeable at the first. Ask him about the rock garden. I was going to say the windows that were broken, but sure. Well, because the windows that were broken were on the side of the rock garden, right? Well, that's what I mean. He should have noticed kind of both. Yeah. So I, I will point out that neither one of you guys noticed the window was actually broken on that side. Okay. Because it was broken away and put back down. Oh, okay. Uh, the one you did notice was on the opposite side from the rock garden with the dirt on the windowsill. Oh, we switched them. Okay. Well, I'm still thinking that one of the... I'm still wondering if you, why he didn't notice at least the obvious one that looked broken. Uh, that one was on the second floor. Yeah, but if he's going around the house. Yeah. Uh, understandable, but it's one of those things that he's working on the grounds, so he's focused on the ground. Oh, so he was looking down. Yes. Well, I think he's a lying liar. Well, George presses him about the rock garden, and he responds, Well, I mean... I, I made that rock garden. Mr. Olene requested specially for him. And you're still working out the budget and everything for that and pricing. But I wanted to make sure like now the rocks were going to fall over. So I kind of did a little bit more maintenance and a little bit preventative stuff. You know, took some of that clay, put it down, sealed in certain things, made sure the rocks were actually balanced so they just want to fall and tumble over. Uh, at this, uh, um, Sylvia asked you to convey... There was a uh, clay on the window seal. How did it get there? Uh, so George presses him uh, again about the clay. Oh, uh, the clay on the window seal. I I wouldn't know. It. That's a good question. Uh, I don't know how clay would have got on the second floor window sill. Did we say what floor it was on? That's a good question. I don't think we did. Yeah, I don't think so. Did we mention that it was on the second floor? Nope, because Sylvia just said, how was there clay on the, the window sill? Perfect. Which what could have mean the first floor? That's going to shout, objection. Somebody cover his mouth quickly. Um, immediately as you yell objection, a gavel flies out your kitchen <laughs> head. Squeaky. <laughs> as uh, Poston says, order, order in the court. I'll have. A bowl of rice, please. Uh, a second one flies at you, Not, and hits you in the head. I, I put my hand over Not's mouth. Uh, Not, take six points of damage. Okay. And this is a new scene since last time, right? Yes. Oh, hey, later on, I'm still at the same value. Okay. And the, the gavels come flying back to the judge. Nice, he has the return. <laughs> they have return. <laughs> not applauds at that. They have... <laughs> Those gavels got returned, baby. Yeah, Dot is applauding at that trick. George, press him, press him. We, I didn't say the second story window. Uh, George, because it's like, tell me, um, I didn't specify second floor. How do you know which window I was trying to talk about? At this point, like, Uvix is severely squirming. Like, it's very obvious that he is cracking underneath the pressure, that you've caught him in a very serious lie at this point in time. So, uh, uh, I guess if, I mean what else would it be I, I take care of the entire uh, house and so I would have seen all the first floor windows so the only windows I wouldn't have seen clay on would have been the second floor windows okay uh, she she uh, if he mentions that ask him why he didn't notice the room that was amok 
So at that question, uh, Uvix responds, well, um, like I said, I don't go to the second floor. So I wouldn't know that the room, there was anything mishapped. I only stand on the first floor. Then how do you find the play? I want to punch him in the dick. <laughs> Lion, liar. Side question. Yes. Did he check all the windows on the first floor? He is saying that he does groundskeeping, and he would just like if there was dirt on the window sills, he wouldn't notice. Just as I, huh, that's strange. But he's also saying I don't do maintenance on the second floor. So if there was dirt there. That's the only place he could say, oh, there's dirt in the window sills? Well, I saw the first floor window sills and I didn't see any. So by deduction, it has to be the second floor window sills. You're awesome. Keep up the good work. Mm. Well, I think he's a big, fat, lying liar pants. I feel the same way. That's a good, that's a good point. <laughs> well, obviously, but we have to get him to admit it. Um... Did he say what time he left the uh, the residence? So by court documents, he stayed until security showed up, and they got his testimony on site, and then he left. Oh, I meant the uh, the day before, because he checks in daily, if I remember correctly. Yes, so he's in the mornings. So again, he says he rides between 8 and 8.30, because he's his own boss, mm-hmm. and he spends about an hour uh, on the on the premise. Okay. And this is noted in, yeah, I think you guys remember getting hacking into Mr. Olean's yeah. computer at one point in time. Yeah, this is basically mentioned in those invoices and his business transactions about how much when uh, Uvix was working and at what time and then how much he's being charged uh, per day. Okay. So he has a back and forth email with Olean about, okay, I work from this time to this time. This is how many hours I work this week. Looking through my notes. And uh, why don't you guys get... Actually, it was Jim who worked on the computers, yes? yes? Yeah. Why don't you give me an intelligence roll? Oh, boy. Let's see him. He's messed this up. No? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to re-roll that. Thank you very much. We have like five of them. Yeah. 18. Ah, there you go. First one was a seven. Yeah. So with an 18... Since you're the one who was reading through the emails on that computer, you remember correspondence between Uvix and Olin about payment, and the payment wasn't actually received yet, or they were still negotiating oh. it. And so they were going back and forth about the money. A lot of it was Olin not being happy yet with how the Rock Garden came out, hmm. and basically refusing to pay until it was fully fixed, or put to where his ex- expectations were. Okay, so we should ask if the uh, order was completed. Yeah, that's what you. Yeah, that's what you remember. It's like, I'm pretty sure that wasn't uh, completed. So ask him if he received payment. I suppose. Uh, yeah, you press him on that, and he's like, Ah, oh, well, I, we're still working out the actual payment. I mean, I've got the rock garden up, so I was supposed to do some more finessing. That's why I was still working on it, but it, it was up, and so I was waiting for him to pay me, because it was a pretty big project to do. Those rocks aren't easy to get. If he's such an expert on groundskeeping, why was the rock garden so unsteady? Um, and he goes, I was like, well, I'm a groundskeeper, not an architect. Like, 
He wanted me to make a rock garden. I do potted plants and I mow grass. Like, I keep things alive. But if you want something aesthetically pleasing, well, I had to hire someone out. Then I had to go import the rocks from uh, across the desert because the only place that has the ones that only wanted was, of course, confluence in that area. And then the shipping costs and the uh, tariffs that come in. And then we had to pay the ants to ship it across the desert and their caravan, which takes forever to do and costs even more. So yeah, it, it, it's not my entire thing. Wait, didn't he say that he contracted it out? But he also said that he worked on it and made it. Yeah, so basically he's saying that he did work on it. So he was part of it, but he had to get people to help him. Oh, okay. Like he couldn't do it alone. Okay. Yeah, he couldn't do it alone. So he had to hire another group to help him get the materials and actually help him put it in because he's not specialized in actually building a rock garden. He's a guy who comes in, makes sure like, the sides of your house are good, the trees are well kept, and the forest is out of your yard. The only other thing, I mean, I'm, I'm kind of drawing a blank, but the only other thing I can think of is if he ever encountered Mr. Olean in the morning. On um, one of the couple times a week he was known to stay there. Uh, when pressed on that, he's like, for the most part, no. Um, what happened was I would check on him, and then Olin would uh, send me a message if he was actually going to be stopping in that afternoon. So I would make sure everything's good for him to stop in. So stuff's uh, watered, the dead plants are cold and gotten out of the garden, those type of things, to make it presentable. Because usually he had guests over, so that's why he liked us to uh, make, it, make, it, make it nice. And he got a message the day, the day of the murder? Yeah, he confirms, like, yep, yeah, I got a message uh, the morning before, and I went in and I cleaned everything up. Uh, I tend to stay out of the uh, house itself, but the outside was nice. I do have something in my notes written with three shoe prints. Three pr shoe prints? Yeah. Yeah, there were two wars in and Mr. Orleans. Yes. Is Uvik, I guess I should ask, is Mr. Uvik's Orza? He is. He is a desert Orza. That's right. Yes. Um, did. And then I think the second question would be if he had. You don't know how to sweat. Yep. He does not. <laughs> <laughs> You're right, uh, they don't. Did we know the si did we, did we know what the size of the shoe, the Orza prints were? Um, I would say one of them is the equivalent of a size like eight men's and the other one's the equivalent to a size like 12. Oh, interesting. Tell us the size of your shoe. Sure. So with that, you guys actually do have a picture and I like think because future, you have a 3D scan of the clay marking left on the windowsill because it left a small, you could say a footprint it's not enough to be distinguished like, that's that person's shoe, but it's enough to be like, you can get kind of determinations from it. So, at that point, the George presses to get Uvix's shoes. Tell us your shoes and how small your dick is. So, I'm going to roll. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yep, the judge calls it and uh, tells Uvix to give up his shoes for lab analysis. So... At that point in time, his uh, shoes get brushed off. They take the data from you guys about the 3D scan of the footprints. And you guys wait maybe five, ten minutes and it comes back that the 
Mr. Uvik's size are the size 12 uh, shoe size, and that the footprint that women left on the second floor would be roughly someone who has large feet, so at least size 10 or above. Someone wasn't on the second floor, my left tail nipple. I was about, to, I was just about to say to George, huh, funny, if he wasn't on the second floor at all, how did the clay and a footprint very similar to his get on the second floor? Yeah, so with that evidence, uh, George throws at him, Uvix at that point in time breaks because he's been caught. Oh, all right, so I went on the second floor because he owed me money. It's so much. He owed me 55,000 credits for this damn garden. That I don't even have that much, really. And I'm still on the line for the, the credit. And he still wouldn't give me the payment. So I went upstairs, you know, and I tried to find where he kept it. Like anything. Show that like, oh, just send me the money. Yeah. So I was trying to get what was actually owed. So he broke into the windows? Yeah. So basically, him being a... Uh, gardener or a groundskeeper he has ladders yes he just got a ladder got up into the uh, window and yep just got uh, broke into the window from the upstairs where the office would be so that's that's cool he tried to steal from a dead person so uh, George presses him on that if he knew Mr. Lean was dead when he tried to break in <sighs> no I so I took off my shoes when I got into the building because well Apparently, I didn't do good enough with the, the clay. But uh, I found only when I came downstairs. Because I thought maybe he hid money somewhere else. And that's where I saw the body. Mm-hmm. So just for clarification, he used, there's two windows broken. Did he only use the one window that had the clay on it? Yes. Okay. He, he's like, that's all we want. I broke into the second floor one. I used a screwdriver and I jimmied the lock. I broke it. And I crawled in. I left my shoes on the ladder. And then from there, I tried to find any money in the office. And then when I couldn't find anything there, I went through the ba- the bedroom. Couldn't find anything there. I went downstairs. Maybe he had something else. And uh, yeah, uh, that's where I found him. What time What time did he break into the house? Uh, at this point in time, he recollects that he arrived at um, just after 8 and... He did his work. He scoped the area, so that's why he walked around the entire perimeter. Didn't see anybody in there. Um, and then he then climbed up to the second floor to break in. So he probably broke in around 8.45, 9 o'clock. So long after Mr. Lucky had left. Yeah, it was in the next day. So, yeah. Uh, George basically asked questions like, So your defense is that you snuck into the house of a dead man to rob him and that's why you didn't kill him and to that Uvix say look I didn't kill him because if I killed him his money accounts get frozen like someone that big or someone that rich as soon as you find someone dead or they get reported dead or anything like that you can't get the money if I knew he was dead obviously I wouldn't have gone after it seems like a good plan so it you guys can chalk it up that this was not a pre premeditated thing. He just saw his moment, thought the cabin was empty, and just went to go try to rob Olin to get his money or his payment that he thought he deserved. Hmm. All right, go, George. Yeah, that's logical. So, correct me if I'm wrong, but we're to get the one guy off, right? Not find the true crime. <laughs> we got him off. 
so you you are but in this he's so uvix is taken into custody as now a new suspect for the uh murder of mr Olin. so his defense isn't good enough to get him off the hook but he did admit to breaking and entering especially when the day mr Olin was found dead so he's now a suspect in this that does seem like reasonable uh, doubt, I would believe. Yeah, he has very probable cause. You couldn't get in the front door, you snuck in the second window and found a corpse? That seems uh, suspicious. Very weird. I'm here too. So, you guys know that if he went through the door, his card would have been logged. Yes. So, in his mind, he went to the window because that way he can get through, steal anything, and leave without having to be questioned, why were you in the house? when something disappeared. But there were easier windows, Your Honor. There were. Uh, he does have... Basically, he has insider knowledge that the office was upstairs. So his first assumption would be to go after the office and someplace that is harder to see. He knew where the office was. <laughs> the office. Ha. Har, har. I just smelled fishy from the get-go. So, um... So, Uvix is taken into custody and tossed down into the jail down below. And Posen calls the court to order. And with that, he calls for a recess. Finally, I can get myself another beer. Yep, and it's intermission. So you guys are allowed to leave the witness box or the audience box and into the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby. So, and in the lobby, you meet George and River is there. Right. George, I can't help but acknowledge our goal here is just to keep River out, right? Right. Um, the trick is, is that while we could prove that River didn't or possibly didn't do it, the courts will still want someone. And right now, the evidence is weighed against River. Even after the creepy crawly gardener? Well, um, if the gardener really wanted to get the money and he did kill, supposedly kill, um, Olin, he would have taken that prosthetic hand, because that prosthetic hand is valued approximately about 100,000 credits. Not if he was smart. It's got a pretty identifiable marker on it. Well, can't say. And clearly he identified himself as intelligent by going through the second floor straight to the cash flow. I'm not saying it's the right answer, but it gets the job done. True, but unfortunately, the hand was in River's possession at the time. So we're not quite sure why, by River's testimony, only gave him his prosthetic hand. And but the question still remains... Is there a second hand? What? Not, not points at the clock. The uh, to the one red one that's going tick, 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 tick. No, not that hand. No, what I'm saying Wait, is there's an analog clock in the future. There's always an analog clock. Yes, but <laughs> um, it's it is a classical pre-gap uh, feature that the uh, Justice Justice piece actually has. Yep, and no one knows how to read it. How'd they reverse engineer it? Uh, they didn't. They just got it up and working. It's something that survived the gap. Huh. Um. Yep, and and no one knows how to read it. Yeah, no, it's just a it's a uh, art piece. Uh, so wait, 
When Desi saw him, he had two hands because he handed him the briefcase with his right hand. Mm -hmm. Right. His right hand was in the briefcase. Mm -hmm. Yes. Therefore, somebody else had to sell off the second right hand. Or they threw it into the woods. Because he was found without a right hand. Oh, you're actually intelligent, Shishi. Huh. Why do you say that like a question? <laughs> I always suspect. I'm sorry, I thought you was cool. Okay. <laughs> Judge, I moved to be a disembodied on account of my own incompetence. There's no judge around here. Also, we ain't lawyers. Make, make me not be the chicken from Futurama. But I appreciate the joke. We don't have Judge Whitey, However, we, we only have a suspicion that there's two hands. We don't actually have the second hand. Well, that's what I'm saying. What if we asked a witness, so what happened to the second hand? And then they slip up and they go. We also about? have the whole. We also have that whole other window that was broken into. Thank you. Well, yeah. I've been trying to say that, but you guys have been yammering so much. Uh, we figured out. Not looks up at you accusingly. <clears throat> I don't think I've been too much. Actually, this is the most I've ever heard you talk. I'm quite shocked. I thought you couldn't. I can't. <laughs> well, I wonder if we can. Is this is the uh, final hearing? Yeah. Um. Well, we could, could possibly get another one, but we have to like give the courts a reason to give us another extension. Well, if we can find a probable doubt to find to look for that second prosthetic arm then we might have a reason to delay the case right during this intermission can we actually talk to other people like the other like the prosecutor and stuff uh yeah so legally you can talk to the prosecutor uh there's you don't know how much you can get off the out of them but anybody who is not currently in the cellar downstairs or has been jailed is free to be talked to. Oh, I should talk to Tommy Tonsils. No, no, I don't think you should talk to anybody anymore. I think I should. <laughs> That's right there with you, Jim. Well, Sylvia, should we go talk to the prosecutor and figure out... Tommy Tonsils is the reporter. Stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Tommy Tonsils is the reporter. The, the one that neither you nor I know about. Did, um, I, did I not mention that? No, that's anything? why I said let's go talk to the prosecutor. Don't think so. Not, not that I know. Not knows. Oh, right. Well, we, we, we talked to a very kind reporter who likes to get in on the scoop. He seems like a trustworthy fellow. Not nods in agreement. Because he swims? Uh, No, no he does not. He is actually a dirty heathen android. You know what? I... But he seems like I like the cut of his gem. Privately to Sylvia, Shinova goes, Has Jim always been this racist? Or is this new? Privately back, I say, I'm pretty sure he's just always been racist, and now he just feels comfortable enough around us to let it out. Trout 2020. Uh... Fly the colors. <laughs> no. Oh, wait, no. 2020. <laughs> My bad. No. I got the snort. <laughs> Victory. Damn. It took us all night. Yep, but we got it. Crap. 
You got this, Gimli. Takes trout. Tw- it takes trout thirty twenty. <laughs> I just thought of the trout flag. <laughs> Why is that a thing? Yeah. Oh, the the bass. Yeah. yeah. Oh my god. I forgot about the the bass. Make the or, flag. make or so great again, Moga. Do you do you think that Orzen are just better than everyone else? Mm, on this planet, yes. I am offended by you, and I'm going to uh, turn to Shishi. Who else besides the prosecutor do we have to talk to? Mm, I mean, we could talk to that first witness, but I don't think they'll get cross-examined. Um, what about that Kara person? That was the one that was hiking around? Yeah. 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 They saw the fight. Let's go talk to him. I don't think we'll get much out of the prosecutor. He's in the zone. He's trying to get his... Oh, I was just going to flirt with him. Or get you to flirt with him. One of the two. Honey, we can do that afterwards. After we've won the case. Oh, not for pleasure. Just for info. Ew. Oh. Of course. That's what I was talking about. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I go off. Yeah, let's go talk to Kara. Stats. Kara, Kara. Yep, Stats, Kara. Let's go to Kara. Stats. I'm. I definitely want to talk to Tommy Tonsils. Hmm. Okay. So we'll do the Kara one first. So uh, you come up and you meet Kara. Kara is a. Let's. Whatever. I wrote it down somewhere around here. Ah, Jesus. For the audience at home, I'm looking up some of my notes for a sarc. Sarcesian? Sarcesian. Oh, I know. Uh, gosh. Is it the, uh, are they the otter people? No, it looks like if you mixed a gray with a butterfly. Oh, yeah, yeah, those guys. Oh, was going to be one of my characters. Might still be. Yeah. Nice, we'll drop it in here. Bam. That guy. Yeah. A Sarcesian. Sarcesian? Uh, I'm not quite sure. Sarcesian. Sarcesian, thank you. It looks like it looks like a drow with wings. Yes. Yeah. So yeah. So that's that's Daskara. Dressed up in formal attire, ready to give their testimony. I think they just finished up talking to the prosecuting attorney and are mm, I think they're grabbing something to drink before they go up for their testimony after the recess is over. Um Excuse me, you you wouldn't happen to be uh, a Staz Kara? That's right, I am. And uh, who might you be? Hello, darling. My name's Sylvia. Um, and this is my friend, uh, Shishi. Hi! Pleasure. I hope you don't mind. Uh, we wanted to ask you a couple of things about what you saw the other night. Sure. I mean... I'm just about to go give my testimony. Is there anything you needed before that? Oh, shit. (laughs) Yeah, so I was curious. You know those hiking trails? Like, how good are they? Oh, they're quite good. I go there quite often. I go there often enough. Oh, you do? Okay, where do you usually park? Because I, like, I know that around that area it's kind of hard to find parking and i know that uh the deceased rest their soul um allow people to park at their place usually 
Yeah, uh, it's pretty well known by people who take the hiking trails around that area that Mr. Orlean rests his soul. It's nice enough to allow us to park there. Oh, so like how long does it usually take for you to go on one of those hikes? I would say normally hour, hour and a half, but this one time, mm, I lost my bear and it took me much longer than normal. How'd you lose your bearing? Did you hit? Oh my gosh! Did you get hit on the head? I, that happens to me so many times, mostly by my friends. But like, that's that's irrelevant. No, no. I uh, I wanted to get a great picture off the uh, trail, so I took a little detour and then lost the trail. Oh, why'd you detour? Did you find a good like sightseeing site? Yeah, and so. Uh, Staz pulls out their uh, calm and shows you a picture of the coast. Mm -hmm. So you can see like, oh, yep, um, by the where the sun is and to where the ocean is, it's probably around like seven. So it's, the sun's just setting at that point in time. Oh, okay, so you're up there around like seven-ish? Roughly. I mean, seven, seven-thirty. I mean, I... Actually, they pull up their the picture, and the picture has a timestamp, and it says seven seven eighteen. And after you got this picture, did you uh, hike around some more? Did you head right back? That's where I got lost. So I it took me quite a while before I could find the trailhead again, and then from there, I found my way back to Mister Olin's cabin, just on the wrong side of it. Usually, I, I appear on, and for people on the looking at the map, they usually walk uh, in this side of it. So if north is the top, they usually walk on the eastern side of the cabin. Okay, so on the side with the rock garden. Opposite. No, uh, side without the rock garden. Yes. Opposite. The opposite side. Yes. Yes. This time... Never eat soggy wheat. Got it. Yeah. This time, they ended up walking on the western side. Where the rock garden is. Oh. Yes. That's what they said, that they ended up on the wrong side of the cabin. So to get back to their vehicle faster, they snuck through his yard. Logical. Um, so question though, what time did you get back to your car? Uh, that would be, and then as they're still talking, the lights be in the flash in the lobby. <laughs> Didn't know it was a play. Oh, like a theater calling everybody to get back? Yep, time to get back. Recess is just about over. Oh, thank you so much for ask answering our questions. I, I know you have to get back and do your thing. Good luck out there. Oh, thank you. And so, uh, Staz walks over to the prosecuting attorney. As we're walking away, uh, I turn to Shishi and say, Ah, if he was walking on the side of the rock garden, how did he get around that rock garden? Those rocks are unstable. It would be very hard to sneak through there without making a shit ton of noise. You realize he could have just gone north and fully around the rock garden? He can also fly. Uh, so, uh, Shishi, you know that the rock garden heads off to a point where it goes to a cliff face? Because Olin's cabin is actually near the coast. Yeah, but you, he could go s towards the front of the yard or the back of the yard, couldn't he? So he would not be able to see what he saw in his testimony. Ha ha! <laughs> well, that's what I figured, either way. So like, This is my clue? This is baby's <laughs> meeting? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. But my question is with the rock garden. If he was coming down, would it be down a cliffside? So farther west from the rock garden? Yeah, that's a cliffside. So he had to go down a slope go around the slope, and then come back up past the rock garden. Okay. So, line of sight would not be uh, present. He wouldn't have been able to see. It's not like a 
it's not a sheer uh, cliff drop. Yeah, he would have had to go gone around the house, and yes. he wouldn't have been able to see what he saw. Yeah. Perfect. Okay. Okay. Same page, different chapter. Yep. So Paragraph. the court is called back into session, and Sazkar uh, takes the stand, and the testimony is that they were heading back. Uh, I was heading back to my inner cycle after a long hike through the nature. I got lost and left the trail, but I finally found civilization when I saw Mr. Olean's cabin. I snuck past the cabin not to disturb whoever was inside because I assumed Mr. Olean was in since I saw the lights. When I saw through the window two people arguing, they looked very animated. The last thing I saw was one person walking away from the other as the person they walked away from picked up something and put it in their mouth. I didn't exactly see what they put in their mouth, but the angle I stood from, it didn't let me get a good look at them. I just know it wasn't very wasn't very large and smaller than an apple or a bread roll. That's the best I can say. And beyond that, I can't tell you what else I saw. Uh, I tap Shishi on the shoulder and say, uh, tell him what I said to you in the lobby. Which is? Uh... uh... I'll totally tell him that. Hey, could you ask him about um, how the hell he saw what he saw when he was on the wrong side of the house? So, uh, in cross-examination, George presses him, asks him, so when you walk past that angle to see through into the house from the windows, because really there's only one side of the house that has windows into that dining area, how would you fare well with those um, rocks, the entire rock garden issue? And uh, I think Staz just answers, Oh, well, uh, it didn't bother me too much. As you can tell, I can fly. So I just kind of fluttered over them until I landed in a good place to uh, land, or a good place to uh, stop. Can I do a life science check? You may. Damn. Nope. I don't know whatever the hell I thought I was going to know. You scratch your chin, thinking, hmm, wings. Mm. Wings. Definitely not good for swimming. Can I do a life science check? What are you trying to do a life science check for? May I ask. I kind of want to see if he has the build enough to be nimble to get through that rock garden. Well, from their explanation, they could just fly over it. Mm. I was just trying to see if I could figure out how long they could be airborne. Um, I don't have the, that stat up. But I'm going to go that they have normal flight of probably like 25 oh, feet. okay. And the rock garden is 20 feet, isn't it? Uh, well, it is 10 feet uh, width. So going from north to south, it's 10 feet wide. And 30 feet going from east to west. Okay. Uh, you guys can also just take a look at the map. Why would we do that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because uh, in your guys' court documents that you guys all have, you would have a detailed map of the residence. For those of you at home, he crit failed his life science check. Yes. Wait. Yes, I, he did. I think he's a lobster. Not so good for swimming, though. Yep. <laughs> Probably not very good swimmer. Probably shouldn't be on, or on Orza. Oh, jeez. Or Orin. Damn it. There is a weird... The body had a gunshot wound, correct? The body was bludgeoned. Bludgeoned. Yeah, it was a. It had to be semi short because the way it was bludgeoned was the poker came up. Ow. 
fuck, I just hit How myself How would you do that? <laughs> <laughs> I hit my headset <laughs> in ricochet. Um, it came up and down multiple times. Okay. So then in his testimony, he said he saw somebody eating. Yes. So we probably saw them eating the crab. Then. Or, or Kara was the person that went into the house. That's, I guess that's what I'm trying to point at is. How did he see somebody eating if he was on the wrong side of the house? No, he was close to the only window that would see into that side of the house. Yes. So he's saying that he saw through this window. Mm-hmm. So he flew from north this way down. Ask him what time he got to his car. Uh, he responds like, um, I believe I got back to my car at 8.30 because my favorite radio show was just beginning to start. Desi left at 8.15. What was that? Uh, Deli Swell? River? Mr. River. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Big D. He left at 8.15. He did. So ask him if he saw the car. Um, yes. Uh, uh, I did see a car. Was it in front or back? In the front, like many other people. Did it match Mr. Rivers' car? Uh, they don't have any recollection of what the car would have looked like. They just know there was a car. Very convenient. Yes. At this time, did the people, the people in the house had both hands? Everybody had two hands. Uh, they can't say, but all they can say is that one of them turned around to walk north, and another one stood at the table and ate something. Walk north? Yeah. Towards the top, towards the kitchen. Yeah, towards the kitchen. Why are we not DNA testing the food? What, we have all this magic and we can't figure out who ate the dang food? <laughs> because you guys haven't asked those questions. DNA test! George, get on it! <laughs> so, here's a trick. You guys do have a freebie that George will call out the the problem, or he will know a piece of information you guys didn't ask for. Because there is points where you could have gone back to River, asked him things about the crime scene after you come back, but none of you guys went to talk to him again. Oh, we thought that I thought it was closed. I thought visiting hours were over. No, I told you you guys can talk to uh, everybody at the court, so witnesses including River. Yeah, but I thought when we left for the day, went to the crime scene, and we're doing other stuff. No, I mean in the morning before the court hearing. You could have talked to your client then. Oh. I must have missed that. So, with that information, uh, I will say George did do that. So if you guys get stuck on it, he can point something out. Probably a good idea, because we're pretty damn stuck. <laughs> well, no. I have one more trick up my sleeve. Uh-huh. Mm -hmm. George? <laughs> okay. Call him out to the stand and get a mistrial? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that sounds about right. Okay, well, if you guys are stumped, you guys will use that token. Wait. <clears throat> What's Kara's footprint size? <laughs> uh, Kara's footprints? Hmm. What's his feet sizes? It's clearly the shoes. They're, yeah, they're approximately uh, a size 8 also. Mm. Was there a fire going? Yes, in the, at the time, you could tell that recently there was a fire in the uh and he only saw one car 
Yeah, he says he only saw one car. Mr. Olean parks in his garage in the back of the cabin. Oh. But Mr. Olean was in and out all day. What's to say he didn't drive back to the front of the building? No, 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 no. Wait, wait, He got to his intercycle at 8-something. 8.30. So we know that by that time, Mr. Rivers was gone. Yes. Yes. So we don't know whose vehicle that was. Correct. So we can point out that Mr. Rivers had left at that point. Yeah. Yes. Because we... Did he see the license plate or anything on the car? He did not. So it's just like anybody else, like any one of us. If you saw a car just parked in a parking lot, walked by it, you wouldn't remember what that car looked like, really. Oh. Yeah. I'm just a weirdo then. He's also calling it a car, not an intercycle. No, he has an intercycle. He saw a car. Oh, yes. I, I thought... Rip- or a cruiser or whatever you want to call them. I thought our client was the one with the motorcycle. Shit, never mind. No. So we're going off of our, our witness is the one that said that they left at 8.15. Yeah, our, our uh, your defendant. defendant. Your defendant, that's what I mean. We don't have proof from the... <clears throat> we don't have any proof from the uh, security that could verify that. But we do know he swiped in at 7.07. Yes. Right. So that's a good lead, but it doesn't give us anything since we don't know the make of the mystery car. Well, here's the question. Did he see any tools in the car? I don't think he peeped. Again, uh, Kara does not remember anything detailed about the car, except a car was there. I'm going to kill Kara. (laughs) (laughs) Kara doesn't remember the Kara. I appreciate that. Radiant upon damage, all my HP and stamina go down. Oh, shoot. I'm dead. Oh, um, <laughs> uh, okay. What side, what side of the table had the food eaten from? Was it the... It would be the southern side. Okay, so that verifies as well. Um, the northern side was untouched, and it had the, I believe, the Crab Crusher 3000. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Wait, how was the crab eaten if he didn't have a... He wasn't sitting on the south side, his guest was. Yeah, but why didn't the guest have a crab crusher? Who knows? They were sharing it. If I'm a, if I'm a hodgepodge, high-rolling piece of work, I would have two crab crushers. But what if it's for a date night situation? And you're trying oh. to encourage intimacy. Yes, because the sexiest thing alive is somebody wrapping their arms around your shoulders and crushing a crab. Oh. Dude, that's Alaskan love for don't, you. Don't yuck my young. <laughs> you gotta go to one of them coastal towns. Yeah. Well, regardless, I'm out of my notes, so I have nothing else. So unless somebody's got something else in their notes that I missed. Well, this does help, though. Because the body time of death was between 8 and 10 p.m. Mm-hmm. If he saw two people arguing, it would have had to been at 8.30 or later. So it's probably closer to 9 p.m. Time of death. I guess the better thing is, should we ask, should we use our freebie for DNA testing or for trying to find a car? What do you think will be more useful? Probably DNA. I feel like DNA testing would be better because it would tell us what species it is at least. Well, we can also... Then use that to cross-reference it with our uh, Mr. Rivers. Yep. Yeah. But if the species is Orzen, yeah. that doesn't no, help your us. DNA... But there's like eight different variants of Orzen. Yes. No, no, no. But if the DNA on the food matches actually Mr. Rivers, 
I'm saying at minimum, even if we don't have the DNA of the suspect or the culprit, we still have the species. So it narrows down the suspect pool. Or we can at least prove that it's not Mr. Rivers through DNA testing. Yes. But also that can be faked, so sus. So did you guys want to DNA test that uh, that food you guys found? Yes. Yeah. I think. The food that was eaten from the guest. See. So um, you guys order a DNA test, but before that, uh, George stops that uh, that order. It's not to save time. He points out like, um, so we don't really need to uh, order that DNA test because I know for a fact that Mr. River could not have eaten that crab. <gasps> yes. Mr. River's allergic to crab. River is notably one of the few orzen allergic to mollusk or crab. <laughs> Damn. Seriously. Oh, no. So, side question. Could we still get a DNA test to figure out what the species of the culprit is? It's quite possible, but uh, on food and everything like that, I think DNA would be a hard thing to get your hands out of or get your hands on without it going bad already. I was hoping it'd be on the shelves. All right. Yeah. So Maybe utensils. Utensils. Well, yeah, you can try utensils. It's been magically frozen. But you notice that the utensils, when you were looking at it, were untouched because they were, they were still on the uh, napkins. Oh, right. I wonder if the culprit still has the crab crusher then. And yeah, so basically... George points this out because uh, Mr. River was noted to be allergic to crab because he had an allergic reaction at the Fail Mollusk Crusher contest, which is an annual contest in Fail to see how many people can break up, break open different like crabs and other sel- shellfish. In which case, because Mr. River is a very buff orzen, competed in, and then after winning, immediately went to anaphylactic shock. Hooray! Question: Did he break? Did he break it open with his bicep? Uh, it was break it open as many ways as possible. So he did like the entire like karate chop, like multiple things. He people's elbows them. He grabbed it with the bicep. Everything. Excellent. So I I just had to have the 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 uh, the visual in my head. Yep. Shawnee, are you allergic to crab? I am. Oh, I thought it was shrimp. It's crab. Nope. Oh. No, it's crab because I I thought poor soul. That's right. Sh- Shawnee can never experience the joy of crab. Nope. Unfortunately. No, nope. uh, that's not true. They can just only once. Ha! <laughs> that's not joy, that's pain. I, I don't, I won't die. We'll be maimed or seriously injured. I <laughs> will have terrible tummy pain. Might as well be. It's basically death. Yeah. Anyways. <laughs> so, you know from Kara's testimony that the second person in the house ate that um, dish. They ate the craft. They ate the craft. However, it couldn't have been River because if River had eaten it, he would have been dead along with uh, Olene on the floor. A Romeo-Juliet scenario. Right. So that could not have been possible for him to actually be the second person in this scenario. Which means that the person that Mr. Kara saw couldn't have been Rivers. Yep. We've cracked the case. So do we get a 100% pass rate? Well, you crack Kara's uh, evidence there. At that point, I am... There isn't a huge amount sticking uh, River to the case so far. So, the prosecution... Except for the hand. Well, except for the hand. So, the prosecution asked for a extension. Uh, it's Delpe. Oh, the prosecution would like to ask for a extension 
for further investigation on these contradictions that have come up in this court hearing. And with that, Judge Posen gavels and gives you guys another extension to do further investigation. Yeah, gonna need an extension on my foot up his ass. <laughs> so, congratulations, you survived your first round in court. Hooray! Hooray! And we oh, already boy. used our, our get-out-of-jail-free card. Unlike the last time I was on trial, my character got sentenced to life. Well, we at least, you know, have more or less cleared our uh, person, client. Right. So, now what it comes down to is who actually killed Olene, and then who sent the space gobbos of the gobble force after you? But if he's all free, do we have to care? No. Uh, he is not 100% all free, because the prosecution's still uh, trying to go after River. Damn it. So, one of the things is we need the uh, magic bullet. Yes, you need the exact reason why River can't be and why it has to be someone else. Besides the craft. Besides the craft. Um, well, I think we should find the other arm. All right, then. That's my idea. Yep. But I am known as the wisest of us all with my negative <laughs> one. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, you got y'all y- are welcome to... Y'all are welcome to follow my intuitions. My wisdom agrees. Not salutes and lies up right behind you. Uh, so are we, are we out of the court? Yes. So court has been adjourned and you guys have an extension to do any more investigations on new leads that you found in court. Okay. I want to... I want to look for, I think we should comb the forest for the other arm, but that's me. Okay. Didn't, didn't we, hold on, George, didn't we order uh, something so we could look at the arm that they found in the case? Why don't we start there? Oh, uh, right, about that. Um, so we're having a bit of a legal fight. The crop two. Enterprises don't want to give it up, so we're we're kind of a stalemate currently. What do you need to hurry this stalemate along? Yeah, I think at this point in time, George kind of like you see his ears point like do that dog thing where they kind of go in different directions for a moment, and then he leans in. He's like, "What'd well, be really nice is if uh if you could just acquire it." Not gives a thumbs up, grabs Jim's sleeve, and starts dragging him away. Does does somebody need me to make some documents? Um, and he kind of starts like, um, I don't really know how you're gonna get it, nor do I really condone it. If if it just shows up, then it shows up. The less you know, the better. Right. (laughs) All right. So, uh. Wink, one, wink once for yes, wink twice for no. He just blinks at you. <laughs> Close enough. Uh, Alright. Uh, we have the rest of this day off, right? Right. To uh, continue doing what you need to do. And it's stored in the evidence locker of the courthouse or in the Kratu company? Uh, if it was in the evidence locker, it'd be easy to get, but the Kratu Enterprises have it. I'm assuming oh. they're still running tests and 
other things to look for evidence, but they've had it this entire time. Ah, okay. Well, I think I'm going to need my personal computer. Okay. Which is conveniently at my house. <laughs> oh, boy. I don't want to see your daughter. She's creepy little fuck. Well, fuck you, too. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe I will. Oh, uh, leave no. the fucking to me, darlings. Oh, uh, no. Jim, I'll go no. with you to your house. <laughs> oh, wait a minute. Nagarash hasn't met your sweet family yet. You say that like my family is a bad thing. I said sweet. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> you know, some days I really wish I could just put something between your eyes. So you are working on my last note. Okay, we don't need to know your kink. <laughs> I, I, uh, ripped Jim by the arm. I'm like, darling, come on now. Don't, you know she's just less than... Rude. Fair. But rude. Eh. Eh. Let's go to your house. I'll help you work out a plan to acquire this arm. Sounds good. Hmm. 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 Sounds like uh, what's his butt from uh, Dark Souls 3. Yeah. Sig- uh, hmm. Sig- Sig- yes. Hmm. I'm trying to get at your message. It's a good message, isn't it? Yeah. Um, I would say no. You not see any? Oh, somebody whispered. I was so confused. <laughs> I guess I should be do. I guess I should say like nudge, nudge, wink, wink, backstory stuff. Oh, that's what you're asking about. Okay. Yes. 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 Thank you. I was just like. My bad. I should have. I should have put that in there. Yeah, I was like, uh, that's a thing. So, don't worry. I was confused because I didn't know what you guys were talking about. It's fine. It was just like a very, very uh, subtle hint to me. It was so subtle, it went right over its head. It did because I was like, are you looking for that? <laughs> so many tippity taps. Much well. Uh, yeah, I think, uh, if you guys want to head back to, uh, Jim's house, you can go right ahead, too. Yes. Not totally down. You enjoyed the cooking. Shinova, we'll go. I mean, we don't all have to head to Jim's house. Is there any other leads that perhaps we should explore? Oh, thank God. I want to go... Well, like I said, uh, see if we can find the uh, other arm. That'd be a good one, too. Any idea where that is? Do you have any idea where that second arm might be? The woods, you think? I mean, if I was trying to hide evidence and panicking because I just murdered somebody, that's what I'd do. But... Well, I'll head to the woods. Could also just be on the black market somewhere. It's true. So, also, George would chime in and be like, Um, so... Following Mr. Rivers' testimony, he had a hand, and his actual nice prosthetic was in the case that was given to him. He had to have someone install it, right? Right. I mean, I 
I'm not a mechanic, Jim, but you just can't stick a prosthetic onto a stub. It doesn't work that way. No, that makes sense. So the, but what we just don't have a time frame of when he would have had that changed. Well, uh, on my off time, I did a little bit of digging, and I uh, found Mister Olean's physician. So somebody could go and question this position. Yes, someone talk to uh, this uh, uh, doctor. Uh, Doctor, who's his phys- physician, Jim, George, whatever the fuck your name is, <laughs> Jim George, <laughs> Jim Jones, Jimmy George. Uh, it's gonna be Doctor Dogger. Um, it's spelled uh, D A G U R. U R. U R. Dogger. Oh, okay. Not Doctor Dogger. Not Doctor Dogger. Not Doctor Dogger. 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 The Dogger. The Gyaru. Gyaru? Alright, anyways. So. Who wants to go with Jim to try and uh, forge documents so we can get into the... We're not forging them, we're just... Not raises his hand. ...expediting the legal process. I am not the best at the talking. (laughs) (laughs) Y'all know I'm good at looking in the woods or scaring the shit out of folks. Just point me where you want me. Where would we need big muscle? Well, he's uh, good at tracking, so maybe searching the woods might be good for him, or I, 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 I don't know. I, I'm not, as I'm not, I am very smart when it comes to making things. Uh, reading and finding stuff. Uh, reading people and finding stuff not my not my thing, not, not honestly. You want me to look in the woods? I'll look in the woods. You want me to scare some pissant doctor? I can do that too. Can can I get you a a swamp maybe? Probably. Cause I, I don't know. I feel like you would like a swamp. <laughs> this feels directed at my race. No, it's from this old uh, pre-gap flick that I, I remember seeing somewhere. And it was about somebody just wanting to keep people out of his swamp. How did you have enough <laughs> money to afford to see a pre, pre-gap flick? It, it's just somewhere in the back of my head from... Oh, I can't quite remember because of my space amnesia. Not does it dare there tap on you. Are we going to have a problem? <laughs> yeah, probably. probably. But that's a later in life thing. Anytime. I mean, now. Or can we move on? No. <laughs> You're just going to come with me and not go to Jin's house. And then Shinova's going to private message uh, Nagarash and go, Trust me, it's for the best. His daughter's creepy as fuck. I believe it. Nagarash says that audibly and then walks off. yes I like to imagine he starts walking off without Shinova and Shinova goes oh okay we're leaving (laughs) that seems right Uh, I want to say when you say I believe it George chimes in and says it's it's pretty obvious actually what tarnations are you all talking about what are you talking about 
Well, I guess no one's getting any space but Cam Pie. George just uh, shrugs, like, huh? Yeah, when he said no one's going to get space pecan pie, now it's going to look very sad. Off in the distance, I can't believe how much fun it's going to be when that fool realizes he ain't a fucking horse. (laughs) (laughs) Alright then, so, uh, Jim, you're heading back with Not to your house? And Sylvia, I guess. Uh, Sylvia going to join you? Uh, Are you? I don't know how help I don't know how helpful I'll be if all you're doing is forging documents. So Okay. I might go with the doctor crew. Okay. So who's go- so it's Shishi and Nagarash going to the doctor. And Sylvia. And Sylvia. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. So we're going those three are going to the physicians and then Jim and Not are going back to Jim's house to do paperwork. Because Not is not good at talking at all. Yep. All right. Okay. Uh, let's go with the let's go with the doctor crew first. So you guys head over to a medical building. Um, it's part of the uh, Kratu Enterprises medical department, and you find your way is going up to like probably like the sixth or seventh floor to the prosthetics uh, specialty department or the uh, specialty floor. And you read off the different names and lists, and then you find Dr. Dogger uh, listed and his office. Perfect. We head there. All right. So, yeah, you guys are at his office. You walk in. And there's a small reception area with a secretary there. Well, hello, Karen. Oh, Jesus. Uh, this time, I, I want to say it is a, oh, let's go with an elf who's just doing the uh, front office work. She's like, Huh. Uh, 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 is Dr. Dagger Dagger, whatever the hell he is. Uh, do you got a, do you got an appointment, sir? Yeah. Uh, name, please. Brick. <laughs> Brick? <laughs> sorry. I'm so sorry. Um... My my dear boy has hit his head. No, we're here to talk. Um, his name's River Delaswa. We're here on his behalf. We're here to get his medical records. Uh, well, I don't have a River Delaswa uh, on record. Oh, you don't? No. Huh. Your DM's talking now. The physician is Dr. Olneen's physician. I'm getting to that point. Oh, my brain is on fire, Doctor. I figured I've, I wrote it down wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Sylvia, Sylvia steps up and, like, flicks Shishi across the forehead. I'm like, are you stupid or you just have space amnesia? I am yes. so sorry. <laughs> Apparently these two can't get their names right. We're here to see Dr. Dower about a Mr. Olin. Oh, uh, oh, all right. Um, great. I will inform the doctor that you're here to speak to him. Is, is this, he kind of leans like, is this because of the murder? Uh, we're not a liberty to say. Let's go with that. Oh, all right. Um, uh, yeah. But yes. So I, I think the elf steps back from the, uh, 
desk walks behind like a little partition wall and then a moment or two later comes back to his uh the, the front office like the doctor will see you in a few minutes thank you so much darling so yeah you guys take a seat in the waiting room yeah mm, sure darling i pat nagarash on the shoulder you did fabulous we just don't need that much oomph until... I had a plan. We need somebody scared out of their pants. I was getting there. Also, why did you call her Karen? <laughs> I don't know. It seemed funny at the time. <laughs> she did have a short bob haircut. I missed it. Was that receptionist a, a girl or a boy? Doesn't matter. Uh, they look... They're androgynous by look, but when you see their name tag, it says Greg. It's all Karen's. You guys, that that's a guy. Y'all warm bloods freak out when you hear Karen. Well, okay. Gender's fluid. A. B. It can be a male Karen. It's just called a Kevin. That don't seem right. I think I just, like, pinch my nose with my f- finger. Like, why am I with these two? <laughs> I don't want to be that guy, but I think calling it a Kevin is sexist. Better than male Karen. Not really. <laughs> Just know. call them Karens. Done. Oh, wow. No, the Kevin is actually a thing. Yeah, but it's not what you're talking about. Well, that's <laughs> sexist. So, after you guys, or as you guys are having this conversation, um, a Orzen pops out from the uh, back room wearing like professional clothing. And has a pair of spectacles over his nose. Uh, he's like, um, you've come to uh, talk to me. Absolutely, darling. Uh, <laughs> you're allowed to ask questions, just in a nice way, please. Um, so sorry, my name is Sylvia. Oh, right, right. Uh, please, step in back to the office. Be much more comfortable back here. Thank you. And I, I walk into his office. Ooh, I've got to follow suit. Okay. So you guys make it back to his office. It's fairly uh, roomy and whatnot. Uh, covered uh, floor to ceiling with different like textbooks and different prosthetic journals. Uh, he's got a couple of like, fancy like models hanging on his wall. So, uh, What can I do for you? We have uh, reason to suspect that uh, Mr. Owen Lean, God rest his soul, uh, came to you in maybe the last couple days prior to his untimely death. Oh, yes. Yeah. Um, Let me me check my notes. Uh, Sylvia... Why don't you give me a diplomacy check? Sure. Let me pull up my sheet here. 22. Okay, yeah. Uh, he he agrees, basically. He goes through and pulls out Olin's, uh file. And then goes through and like, kind of goes through the uh, list of things that he's met or his uh, notes of uh, Mr. Olin. And he notes that yeah, 
I would say about two weeks ago, uh, Jor came in to uh, have his prosthetic replaced with a uh, brand new one. Really? And did he get this brand new prosthetic from you? Yes, yes. Uh, a brand new order. Something uh, I ordered for him. So, something he wanted directly from the pack world. And, uh... Mm, can you... Describe what make, model, any maker's marks on this new order? Uh... Well, he said that he didn't care too much about the maker mark. It's just he wanted a nice... How would you say it? Um, he described he described to me he wanted whatever model is the model of beige, whatever that means. So I ordered him a very standard prosthetic for his arm, and he said he wanted to the pack world something that was mass produced and manufactured. And his his original, if I if I recall correctly, was very special, right? Oh, yes. That, I, I don't know how he was able to get those craftsmen to make that prosthetic, but, oh, fine piece of work. Actually, I have uh, a uh, model of it right here. Oh, do you mind? And, uh, <laughs> yeah, he goes behind his desk, and you can actually see there's a prosthetic arm back there. And it's obviously non-functional, and really just a 3D scan of Aline's arm, um, just recreated and 3D printed. Um, do, do you mind if I, if I examine it? Oh, please. It's, it's fine. Uh, I want to look on the model for any identifying features. So, one of the biggest, uh, features, like, that you can tell is, you've seen other prosthetic limbs, arms, legs, and this 3D model, or this, uh, arm that Aline had, was something to behold when it comes down to just pure craftsmanship. It's like a handmade watch, but for prosthetics. So even the 3D model can convey that level of detail that was put into it. So all the springs, all the circuits were very, very well made and well soldered together. So it was, one, durable, and two, it just looked fantastic. Okay. Um. It looks like your other party members oh, are having gosh. a conversation in the discord Help. chat right now <laughs> and so you know what yeah so at this point in time um she she and now garage are both asleep apparently <laughs> sorry oh i'm sorry i just want to poke at lulu but no i was listening no i was just told to shut up I, I'm I'm. S Dr. Dagger is Olin's doctor. Oh Olin went in for a new prosthetic arm. He wanted a generic makeup model from the pack world. I'm I am so I am so sorry, <laughs> Doctor Doctor Dagger. Just 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 give me one second. <laughs> so I go I go over to Shishi and I give her a huge gigantic notes. kick. I have <laughs> Oh, this makes it all worth it. <laughs> My notebook has written in it. I promise I wasn't. No, I was. 
Oh, this makes this whole thing just yeah. agitate Lulu. So to be, worth to be it. fair, to be fair, I also do the same to Nagarash. I kick but them both I wrote away. It down. He got a generic make a model. The doctor pulled open a drawer, pulled out an arm that looked exactly the same, but it was like a tiny model of the one that was Olin's arm. Yeah, that was ten minutes ago. That was not ten minutes ago. You that was. You told me to shut up. I was awake the whole time. Does my associate have any questions for the doctor? Not raises his hand. I'll, I will stage whisper, you know. I'm only good at two things. You're not even there. <laughs> You're not there. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> just somewhere in the ether, not is driving with Jim, and he just raises his hand. Misreading the opportunity, uh, Nagrash is going to slam his hand on a table and go, Is this HIPAA compliant? <laughs> Is HIPAA a thing outside What's compliant? You just gave us all of your patients' information. <laughs> You're questioning his HIPAA right now? It's HIPAA. Uh, well, considering that patient's dead. That's not how that works, fool. And. No. You're working for the courts currently. Did you get proof? I was called ahead of time. My question is, when did he install the arm? Uh, that would have been roughly a week and a half ago. A week and a half ago. So he was planning a week and a half ago to give his arm to his sexual partner, Desi. Talk about dedication to a hand job. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we were the worst team to bring on this. The investigations are going we hard. We are the best team. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> hang on a second. Yes. Let me get back in the zone because... Oh, jeez. That goes a lot of long ways. I wasn't even... I'm not... I'm dealing with so much. Okay. I'm not even in the room and I'm paying attention. This is why you don't start political conversations <laughs> in the Discord. <laughs> Being political. Yeah, you you ignore them I like I trolling. do. We troll better. Oh. Anyways, um, Shinova's gonna ask for a copy of the files, for all the medical files. Sure. Yep. On the deceased, so we can take them back. And Shinova also wants to ask. He switched it out a week ago. A week and a half ago, when did he come in to talk about the arm? Um, well, uh, we had a appointment, uh, over the comms. Probably he goes through his notes like two weeks ago. So he, two weeks ago, he had the appointment, and then about four days later, he had the arm replaced. Uh, private message to Sylvia. When did the rock mural get put in? Oh shit. Uh Uh I think that would be a question for Jim. Question mark. Like a week ago. Yeah. And he got his hand replaced about a week and a half ago. A week and a half ago? 
that could be our next stop. Um, and he, he didn't specify any reason for wanting his arm replaced. Uh, was it bothering him? In anything like that? No, for the most part, uh, I mean, people who have the money, they replace prosthetics all the time. Sometimes they just don't like the look of it, so they get a new one. Now, what if you accidentally detach it? Are there trackers on these? Well, on the really, really nice ones, yes. Uh, the one that uh, Jorah got, uh, I don't think there was a tracker. Huh. But there's a tracker on his old one. That maker, I don't believe, puts trackers on their pieces. Ah, okay. Oh, and his old prosthetic, uh, did he want to keep it, or do you have it, or was it confiscated? Oh, he, he kept it. Okay, just wanted to, just wanted to make sure. I examined what I could of the make, and it's his prosthetic at the end of the day. He took it with him back home, so obviously I packed it up for him and put it away and gave it to him as he left the office. Uh, what kind of a, a case did you pack it in? Oh, it would look somewhere to a suitcase, I guess. It's um, shock resistant, so it's... In the files, uh, do I have a picture of that uh, case that it was found in? Yeah. I show him the picture. Like this? Yeah, that's actually the exact one I put it in. Uh, I know because I had a form, uh, form fitted to that arm, so if you threw that case around, it... It wasn't going to damage it at all. Some funny jostly arm. Hmm. Um. Now just one more question. Yes? You're his doctor. Yeah, I, I deal with his prosthetics. What was the deceased sexual orientation? <laughs> um, well, I will tell you this much. I specialize in prosthetics. I'm... Well, yeah, but was he sexually active? Things like that. I'm not his general practitioner. I mean, you'd still know if you wanted to make a prosthetic somewhere or something. Anyways. Uh, uh, that's are... not what Jorah and I never had to come up. I made sure that arm worked uh, correctly. Yeah. Um, Got it. Anyways. What I can say is that uh, he left week and a half ago. Last time I saw him, I told him not to put too much strain on it because he wasn't that arm... New ones don't work to suit uh, oh, words. old age. New prosthetics don't work. Uh, they have to get used to it? Yes, they have to get used to it. So new prosthetics don't work super well, and they're not firmly attached. So he was supposed to come back in next week for me to fully attach the arm. So what I'm hearing... So this arm wasn't fully attached? No, so... If you fully attach it, it, it can damage the nerves. So you got to put it halfway there, let the body get used to it, and then connect everything back together. So let me get this straight. If somebody were to, I don't know, just kind of tug at it a little bit, like you give somebody too hard of a handshake and you try and pull them in for a hug, it could dislocate it? Uh, not that, but if... Oh, God. And he just kind of like rubs his, like, the uh, bridge of his nose. What if I just yanked it out of its socket? Like, full force? Yeah, 
step on the shoulder and just tug with all my might. Would that do that, it? That would that would do it. Mm-hmm. If you got a good grip on it, put your foot down, and you hold with your body, it would come off. Would that leave any marks on the original body? On the body itself. I mean, if you looked at where the uh, the slot is for the arm, yeah, you could probably tell if that, that was ripped out. What about on the prosthetic? The prosthetic? Oh, very easily. If you rip out the prosthetic, you would very easily damage the internal workings. So, privately to Sylvia, so basically we bring in the prosthetic show that it wasn't ripped out. Yes, or conversely, find the uh, second hand and show the damage that was. Yeah, but the second hand's going to be a little harder to find. It's a generic make and model. That's true, unless they hit it somewhere. But then we'd have to know who it was to know where they hit it. Also true. Hmm. Um. I wonder if we could uh, call the doctor to the stand. I mean, probably. Would you be, to the doctor, would you be, uh, hmm, would you be okay to, if we were to call you to the stand to testify about what we've heard today? I can give you expert testimony, but I don't think I have the time to actually go to the stand. I can write you my testimony and submit it to the legal office. That'll do, Chickaroo. I'm sure that'll be just fine. Alright. So, basically you guys got expert testimony that if the arm was removed by force, it would be very obvious. Significant damage. Yeah, the arm would have significant damage. Yeah, so if the fancy prosthetic doesn't have that damage, that means it wasn't on his arm. Correct. Like, Desi wouldn't have used force to remove it. Yes. It would have had to be removed by a doctor. In order not to have damage. Yeah. So we have a lead. Yep. And is that going to be it? Eh, for the doctor, I think so. I don't know. Did we, did we want to go back to the house and... Nagarash, you said you think the prosthetic might be in that rock garden? Oh, but I said I could look in the rock garden. That point. Why don't we just try, just to see what we find? Okay. Sure, take all my fun with the doctor away. <laughs> you can come. You can go and play in the dirt, darling. <laughs> all right. With that, we'll cut back over to uh, Jim and Not. So you're back at the farmhouse. That I am. Uh, okay. So then I'm going to boot up uh, Daisy May, my computer. Okay. <laughs> I assume Daisy May has, like, instead of a push button to turn on the computer, you got one of those, like, rip cords? <laughs> no, it's an actual, um, it's a legit computer, like, spacey. Oh, okay. It's a uh, level two PC. So, like an, like an Apple II? Uh, no, but it's a, uh, it's kind of like a... It it looked closer to a tablet and it has an AI. Oh, all right then. So, um, I mean, I I assumed since it's me, it'd have another, it'd have the Southern Bell thing, but you can do whatever. Oh, is this AI actually can talk? Yeah, it's it's got oh. an artificial personality. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's, oh it's boy, legit. Southern Bell. Yeah. So, all right. So you put up uh, Daisy May. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, all right. Good afternoon, Desmond. 
got some important things to do. Oh boy, I'm trying to think of it. Do that Southern Belle. Why, yes, a... sir. Oh, sir? golly. Oh, uh, thank you. So, what is it we can do today? All right. We need to expedite some paperwork from the legal department to a certain Kratu corporations. Expedite? What do you have planned? Well, I have one or two ideas. We either forge, we either go into uh, Kratu and update the uh, paperwork in our favor, or we create a very authentic looking, uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, an, a very authentic looking warrant that will convince them well enough to hand it over. Okay, so if that is what you want to do, if you want to hack into Kratu Enterprises and basically switch it over so that they will give up the arm, that will be computers. Mm-hmm. If you want to make a fake warrant, that will be a bluff. Uh, well, considering I have, I'm much more versed in my computers than in my bluffing capabilities. I'm gonna, uh, I'm gonna go in the hacking route. Okay. So here we go. Pop's gonna be in the background, uh, shouting advice at you and playing patty cake with your daughter. Right, right, right. Twenty. Well then, uh, you just hit the DC, so very lucky for you. Uh, it's okay. I gave this computer a fake shell anyways. Yeah. So, um, yeah. You take a few moments, get in through a vulnerability you found originally on a laptop while in the Justice Justice piece. And then from there, you're able to get into the main server of the Kratu Enterprises again. Alright. Then I dig around looking for the uh, uh, the request paperwork. So, so, sir, what exactly are we looking for? We're looking for a request form to allow uh, outside party access to investigate, to, uh, to commence their own investigation into a piece of evidence. Well, why don't we just simply start the process of shipping that said piece of evidence to the other party. Just go ahead and change the uh, address and go and uh, make it so that the automated computer picks it up and sends it. Is it already... Are they moving it? Is that what the paper, the trail is telling us right now? Well, it is stored in the Kratu's, like vault, and its vault is automated. So when you call something, a computer will pick it up for oh. you. So all, of, all of their evidence is actually in their vault. And if you want to do that, uh, you would give me another computer check to hack into that system. Well, I think that's a plum good idea right there. Sure. So give me another computer check. You can do it. Don't forget to slice the main system. Watch me crit fail. Oof. Oof. 15. So uh, with the 15... Uh, it's taking you quite a bit of time to try to get into it. Um, I'm going to roll some dice. Ooh, yeah. Oh, okay. So you don't get into the vault system just yet. And luckily you aren't caught. 
So you're kind of stuck there. Uh, what's another role I can have you do that's not computers? Uh, I think you might have to... Um, is coding engineering? I was going to say, let's do engineering. I think you're going to have to like figure out another way through. Yeah, I can't think of anything else besides like engineering and computers. Yeah, give me an engineering check because you're going to have to find another backdoor. How about okay. that 29? There you go. That 29 does it. So uh, you kind of get stuck on the, the old vulnerability you're working on. So you find a uh, another backdoor through a power subsystem so or a substation. You go through that substation and get into the vault that way. Mm -hmm. And uh, Daisy May helps you. And she basically, you pick out the identifying code for the arm and then tell the computer to pick that and then ship it directly to the uh, office George is uh, working in. Okay. So with those type of things, you basically just like, yep, I'm just going to... Uh, Fish, fish exit over to uh, George, and it should get there by the end of the day. And, of course, you make a fake. You find some poor sap's credit card number stored in the system and charge it to him. Yes. Wait, can I make it? Can I charge it to the prosecutor? Uh, give me another computer's check. Yes. If you can find uh, Dubhe. Please crit. No, yeah. 17. No, but you find it's paralegal. No, I don't want to mess with this paralegal. It probably gets underpaid. Probably an unpaid internship, even. Okay. So, yep. So you f just find some poor middle manager. And uh, uh, let's see. How much How much would it cost to uh, ship something same day in this world? Same day air delivery. It's it's drone delivery. We are in, we're in the future. So it cost him uh, three thousand thirty-five or three thousand three hundred and fifty credits. Oh Damn, sucks to be him for same day. Oh yeah, same day drone delivery. Uh, that's about as much as I make a month. Damn. Yep, it's really expensive to get the ex super. You basically got the super express, which is Do, does it get a nap and uh, more, some more milk? It's yeah. So basically, you uh. Uh, the four fixed fish X employee grabbed the box and sprinted to the sh the truck, and then basically dragged race and then drifted around corners to get it to the shop, and then football tossed it to another guy, which then loaded onto a drone, and they shot that drone out of the ship. All while uh, very soothing classical music is being played, and you and you hear Patty Kate coming in the background. Yeah, yep. Uh, basically. And then that drone, like, gets released and then flies directly into George's office through the window. Crashes through. <laughs> but the package is still very safe and in pristine condition. Though George's <laughs> office is not in pristine condition considering a drone just flew into it. Was George there? Uh, I want to say he was out getting coffee and just walks <laughs> into his, his office being slightly on fire. <laughs> and then the pack like, the box they shipped in is... It opens up and like a big figure goes with the uh, arm in it, and it says, "Thank you for choosing Fish X, your number one fish source for shipping." <laughs> it does a little Final Fantasy theme. Da, 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 da. Yep, basically, you got an arm. That is exactly what happens. 
Well, looks like... Well, thank you, Desimé. I think... I'll leave you here for right now. Maybe take you... Maybe get some upgrades for you a little bit later. Oh, I appreciate it, sir. Alright, now uh, finish up losing to my daughter and let's head on over to George's office. We got an arm to look at. Alright, so let's cut back to digging in the mud crew. Yeah! <laughs> Sylvia's favorite! <laughs> I like to imagine that uh, Shinova and Sylvia are just sitting there, kind of like they stop for coffee on the way, and Nagarash is kind of shirtless. Just digging in the mud. When did I take my shirt off? Oh, no, 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 no. He's not shirtless. He just took off the poncho, so now you can see the guns. It's a good look for you, Nagarash. Very nice. The the moral of the story is we're just oogling at you, ogling at you, while you work. (laughs) And we just sit there because we don't want to get dirty. I don't think I'm literally digging in the dirt like a gram. (laughs) (laughs) no you're just searching around through the rock piles or through the rock garden i actually have a survival skill (laughs) yes so please roll me survival and see if you can hunt down that missing uh uh arm crit fail yeah shinobi you're not doing anything no i'm not i'm sitting on a rock yeah again i told you 24 with a crit Crit success! Ah. That's beautiful. Take that, fan crowd. Also, a natural 20 with a plus 5, so total of 25. Oh, snap! Double crit! You guys can't see my... You guys can't see me, but again, I'm just rubbing my nose. Bridging my nose. <laughs> no, no, I don't blame you. Crit fail, okay. crit success, crit success. But if... if the prosthetic is not on the property. That doesn't mean we succeed automatically. Right. <laughs> I'm pretty confident it's not here. Okay, with with two crits. <laughs> so I'm confident to give you this. So Shishi, you do fuck all. Yeah. No, I don't care. Um. Uh. Actually, uh, let's see. What type of coffee did you get? Mm-hmm. A three bean mocha. Uh, too bad you got a vanilla soy latte. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Oh, you didn't get your order. That's your pro- That's your troubles. Oh, that's what I meant by three bean. Okay, yeah, that's fine. Oh yeah, no you, you you said mocha. No, I didn't get any of that right. I didn't get any it's, chocolate. They didn't put chocolate in this. It's no chocolate. It is caramel. It's overly sweet. It has uh. Oh, I don't know. It has half and half. It's like that coffee I got while we were on vacation. That was overly sweet and just burned beans and disgusting. That I was totally on with you. Mm-hmm. I totally remember that coffee. Yeah. It, <laughs> yep. Yep. Oh, how did you know? Uh, yeah. So you basically did not get your order at all, and they still mis uh, misspelled your name. <laughs> Story of my life. Okay. So, uh, for Sylvia and Nagarash. Uh, you guys are poking around the rock garden, and with two crits, I'm just trying to think how I'd figure this out. They both find the exact same thing. They bump heads and find it. Uh, we we don't get crushed by the rocks. Well, that obviously. <laughs> but I want to say, like, as you guys are going through it, you are you don't find it in the rock garden. 
that much is clear. So it, it wasn't hidden in there. But as you're just kind of combing through it, you kind of go down towards that ledge, uh, the little incline that goes towards the uh, ocean or through the coast. And so you're wandering through there, and let's see. Uh, let's flip a coin. Huh? There you go. Uh, yeah, Sylvia, on the coast, I would say about mm, three, 400 feet north of the cabin, do you see something glint in the sunlight? Oh, I, I go check that out. <laughs> yep. When you go check that out, it is a piece of wiring that's uh like covered in sand, seaweed and everything else. Uh I check it for traps. <laughs> Alright, roll perception. Twenty five. There are no traps. <gasps> Hooray! <laughs> uh to your perception. It looks like something washed ashore. Uh, before I touch it, I take pictures like the good detective that I am. Okay, yeah. You take uh, pictures of the scene. Um, and then I carefully dig it out of the sand. Yeah, so it's, yeah, like I said, covered in sand. It's covered in seaweed. A bunch of, like, random ocean stuff. And as you slowly dig through it, you see that that glint of, like, wiring and a little bit of circuitry board. You keep going down you see a bit of metal, you keep going, you keep going, and eventually you uncover that it is a full prosthetic arm. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. <laughs> um, all the pictures, all the good prosthetic, or not prosthetic work, wow, English, all the good detective work, <laughs> um, and I'm going to alert the rest of my team that I found it. Okay, but guys, they didn't even put any chocolate in this. How is it so sweet? (laughs) (laughs) Like, I don't get it. What did they put in there? It's also that fake sweet. What even did they put in here? I don't... How hard is it to make a coffee? And as you shake it, sometimes you hear something rattle. It's the three beans. What is in here? It's it's a tooth. It's your own tooth. <laughs> she, she oh. don't have teeth, I don't think. It's the literal three beans that they use. <laughs> they put in like a bronze bean, a pinto bean, a black bean at the bottom for texture. Yep. So, uh, Sylvia, you alert the rest of the group, and... Yeah, you have found a prosthetic arm that has been badly damaged at the connecting uh, connection point. Don't touch it though. Fingerprints. Ah, eh, they probably washed away with the dirt. Probably. Uh, yeah. G- give me a physical science. Sixteen. 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 I'm not there. Oh, no one else rolling. Oh shit! We can all roll. Oh god. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, you're all. Not. You're all uh, standing next to this arm. Sixteen. <laughs> ha. Seven. <laughs> all right. Great. Twenty-two. Damn. Damn. <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> Again. <laughs> all right. Uh, yeah. So Nagrash and Shishi both know that any prints or any evidence that like trace evidence that would have been on this arm got destroyed while it was in the ocean because by the way it was been buried 
in the sand by the little crabs that were on it and the seaweed, you can basically kind of guess that whoever had it grabbed it and then hucked it really hard into the ocean hoping to get rid of it. But the tide brought it back in. Is it? Uh, is there any serial numbers or anything identifying on it? Um. Uh, yeah, I'll give you again. Uh, I'll give you that one. Um, because passive perception for you. Um, Indeed. That yeah, there is a partial serial number still on it. Uh, can I? I'm assuming I got like, um, contact information from the doctor. Yeah. Can I send that to him and ask him if this matches uh, the serial number of the model? Uh, you do not need to because she asked for copies of his notes. Yep. You did. What a smart little bug you are. Does this match? Okay, <laughs> first off, racist. Second off, let me check. And yes, Shishi, when you check the notes, there are only about five digits left on the serial number because the other part of it was damaged from a it being removed from the body and you can tell that those five first five serial numbers match the first five that were on the item number ordered by the doctor i mean eh, sort of matches i mean well, it's missing half its numbers what are we gonna do it's missing half its numbers it's very clearly damaged which means it was good chance it was on olin when he died so we should ask Mr. Rivers which arm Olene had on him. All right. That's what you guys want to do? Hang oh. on. Hang on. You want to ask Mr. Rivers which arm he had on? Yes, because if you remember, he had a hand with him. Correct. But he was given if he was given the briefcase with the hand surgically removed... He would have obviously had, because the hand was moved a week and a half ago. Right? I just don't understand how asking Rivers would help. I mean, the prosecutor's story is that, uh, and correct me if I'm wrong, is that Olin was killed for, for his fancy hand. Am I wrong? Correct. I mean, technically, it could be plausible that Rivers found out that the hand wasn't the right hand, and then killed him, yeeted the hand out the window, and went and rummaged upstairs. Yeah, okay, we can ask Rivers. I mean, it's just a thought. If you have any better, better ideas, what time is it after we've done all of this? Uh, let's see. So, you guys had the court case in the early afternoon, and it is probably going on evening now. I thought you were asking for real life time, and I was like, that's a good question. Uh, you know, it's too late. He's probably already locked up in his jail cell anyways. I suppose we could either ask him in the morning or convene with whatever the other two are doing and do that. Nah, let's go see what the others are doing. Excellent. All right, so we'll cut back to there, and we'll, you guys will all meet in George's office. Mm-hmm. Which is had scorch marks uh, on one of the walls and a broken window. Well, that's a problem. What happened? I expected better out of you. Not starts scrapping at one of the uh, scorch marks, trying to help. I swear I did not do the. Uh, George, in a happy but also not so happy. <laughs> 
like tone I would best. He's like, well, a the Kratu Enterprises decided to be very, very, oh, I'll say, generous in giving back some of the or sharing some of the evidence. And by generous, they paid for the super shipment plan, which launched the package through my window and also caught the office on fire. To be fair, I think it was a drone that dropped it off. <coughs> uh, the drone went through my window as he points to the mangled body of the drone in the corner of his office. Well, to be fair, I did fuck somebody over in middle, middle management, so you, you got that going for you. I think he raises an eyebrow like, so you shipped it? The super shipper? Uh, no. I... Some kind gentleman or gentlewoman fish um, gave us a super shipping that cost them $3,350. Do I believe him? I don't give a bluff check. Am I bluffing? I thought that's what the number was. Uh, you're s- you you are not bluffing on that. You're saying that this was a gift by someone within the company. Oh, yes. Voluntarily yes. gave you them instead of I stole someone's credit stick and charged it to them. 18. It's totally a gift from them. They just don't know it. Perception? Uh, it'd be sense motive. Sense motive? So- yeah. Apparently, I believe him because I got a seven. I got a seventeen. <laughs> Twenty-four. You lying son of a gun. Well, I I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Sylvia believes me over here. Yeah, you magically got a gift from the prosecutor area. It's not from the prosecutor. It's from middle management. Thank you very much. Oh, middle management. When has middle management been known to give out gifts? Hmm. Hey. Hey, 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 hey. Does it matter? We got what we needed. Yeah, because if he gets in trouble for hacking stuff. Oh, thank God. I did not hack nothing that they can trace. Oh, yeah. Oh, that they can trace. Uh-huh. Good addition. Oh, so you can trace. So can you trace anyways, me there, little George- Miss Shishi? Oh, fuck. If you're such a computer no, expert. I'm confession. Okay, you know what? I'm going to try. Okay. This try. conversation has been recorded. Please, please stop. 25. Oh, shit. Uh, you hit the fake shell. So you still don't know. Congratulations. <laughs> please, please. Fun. I, I stride through their fight and be like, and look what we found. Here you go. And then I hand over the, pro- the uh, second prosthetic. Uh, well, that, that thing looks broken. Yes, because we went to the doctor and found out that Oline and I tell him, I tell them what we found out. Uh-huh. And you fi- and I was half right in assuming that the fake arm would be near the scene of the crime. You were half right, but I suspect that they chucked it out into the ocean. Right. Well, anyways, I need to get my hands on this fancy prosthetic. This thing has been haunting my dreams for the last couple of days. Uh, with that, George pulls out the uh, case that it was in and unlocks it. And yeah, inside is a prosthetic right arm. Uh, I like to say it is closer to a, a bronze or red color. 
And it's basically a futuristic steampunk looking thing. So the gears are all fit with precise, uh, was it precise, uh, gearing, tooling, machining, machining. They're machined to be extremely precise and they fit perfectly. So every gear, all the teeth just slip into each other and then there's, it just clicks. Yeah. It just clicks. All of it. So, uh, Jim, you haven't seen anything this ornate or intricate, really, for a prosthetic. All right. Can I... Do I see any obvious damage? No. The prosthetic is almost in pristine condition. It's... What you can see is cosmetic wear and tear. So, only wore this for quite a while. All right. So, along the fingertips of the uh, hand, there's, like, the metal, it's still shiny. So where he used it, the palm, all that. All right. I want to find, figure out what makes this thing tick. Sure. So if you have... Do you have a number that I need to hit? I have a number in my head. So go ahead and roll me engineering if you want to like try to figure out this thing. 28 good enough? It is not. So you start peeling back some of the outer shell. So... The outer metal, you were able to get that off pretty easily. But the internal gearing, everything, it's so intricate mm-hmm. that you really don't know where to start because you're afraid that if you stick any tools in that thing, it's just going to cause everything to break. Would anybody be offended if I try to score higher? No, use a reroll. I'm going to try and roll higher. Not raises their hand and says, can I give it a look? There is also a thing called a help action, not. Not is gonna help. Okay, so roll me an engineering okay. check for uh, not. All right. Okay. And... Okay. No, no, no. That's 23. fine. So oh, come on, that's got insulting. Yeah, twenty-three. Oh, okay. Second time. So got worse second time. Yeah. So not engineering check would give you a plus four for being so high. So it's still only hit twenty-seven. <laughs> God damn it. Oh, I really want to know. So again, both you and Not are on, like, you basically clear George's desk. You have that arm right on the desk. You have a lamp over it. And you all have, like, those very small, like, uh, glasses tools. So tiny forceps, tiny screwdrivers, everything. And it's really the fact that this thing is so imposing and intimidating. You just, you're like, okay, I got the shell off and red wire, blue wire, green gear. Um, fuck. I don't know where to purple. Yeah. I don't know. Purple, purple gear, gear, red gear, blue gear. You just don't know where to start on this thing. Wait, why is the metal gear solid? Yep. Exactly. I want to waste another one just to try and get get it. But that's me being that's me wanting to conquer this. I will I will give it to you, but if everyone tells me how they're going to help you. Awkwardly. So, how, so Jim is trying to crack open this arm and learn its secrets. He's trying his best by himself. How would the team help him? Not's going to try and point out so the different connections between all the gears that he can spot. Okay, so 
let's say not that you get out a piece of paper and you're diagramming the gears as you can see them, trying to make as much sense as possible of it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, Shishi, I saw you rolled. What are you trying to do? Oh, I just wanted to see if I could beat his engineer just to be a dickwad. No. Um, no, I think I'm just... I'll get Jim coffee. Okay. Yeah, you're going to juice him up? Yeah. Uh, Yeah, I want to say you run down to the vending machine in the lobby, and you see, like, oh, they have, like, hot canned coffee. They have the little uh, one that has a cup that drops down and it pours coffee, and then there's just injectable coffee. Like it's an EpiPen. EpiCoffee. Um, can I, as they were working over this, I want to, I kind of want to be like a dental assistant and kind of see what tools they're using. And on this third attempt, I want to try and like hand them the tools they need so they can work more efficiently. Sure. Yeah, you can uh, do that. So uh, for you... Give me a dexterity roll. Is D20 plus my dex mod? Yes. I got an 18. <laughs> yeah, so that helps. So your base, uh, Jim and Not are going to be calling out tools, and you have enough sense and you're fast enough to just hand them the tools and put it right into their palms. And uh, Nagarash, what are you trying to do? Can the spell identify help at all? I mean, if you're going to burn it, I'm sure we can figure out a way that help. I can definitely burn it. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, so, uh, you cast Identify. And when you look at this uh, arm, uh, one, Identify basically tells you, like, yep, high grade, high level prosthetic. And then you can tell on the inside, uh, I imagine just being closer to like x ray vision you have right now <laughs> to see it. Uh, you can identify a couple unique pieces, like different cogs in there, that look like they actually might be spell gems. Uh, you can crack that open. Some of these components yeah. seem magical. And then you also see, when you look at identify, uh, the ring finger of the right hand, it's just completely black. So oh. identify can't see that finger. I tell them to beware of that particular finger. Interesting. That's probably where something special is. Yep. Alright. So, last engineering check? One last engineering check. Give it to me. No whammies, no whammies, big bucks. Yeah, no. I'll give you that one. Okay, so 21 plus whatever. Yep. So Plus the party? Well, yes. Narratively, I would say that everyone helping you together dropped the DC significantly. Okay. So you get the confidence that you are able to stop one of the gears using knots like diagrams of him trying to figure out. You find the master spring in it. You wind that down mm -hmm. so all the gears stop. And then from there, you're able to pick apart the different gears and cogs and place them onto this diagram knot has started to uh, meticulously draw. And you do it. Uh, okay. quickly because Sylvia just keeps handing the correct tools and then at one point in time she, she just uh, busts through the door has the epi, epi coffee and just like hits you right in the upper butt with it yes 
So you just feel this like ah surge like on <laughs> Pulp Fiction when she gets hit with the adrenaline in her uh, chest. Except from my butt. Just from your butt. You feel the focus from your butt. Go uh, to your brain. Uh, okay. And then Nagarash is guiding you to the different component, uh, unique components inside the <laughs> arm. Okay. Give me so, secrets. So I would say this is taking you guys, if it's the evening when you guys started this, uh, by the time you have it actually laid out, it takes up the desk that you're working on along with the floor for all the pieces for you guys to expand it out. And you are now starting to see the sunrise from the window. Worth it. Yeah. So you crack that thing open. And what do you find? Uh, you find uh, three spell gems in there. They're actually being used as cogs. Okay. So if I remember correctly, they had, so two of them had uh, flight integrated into them. And from what you can tell, they're like, they're low level flight, but they're just ca- casting levitate essentially on the entire gear set. Oh. So that's how the gears were able to move without any lubrication. Hmm. Oh. So. Yeah. So they're all being cool. basically levitated, and they're touching each other and hitting each other, but because they're not actually resting on each other, it reduces the amount of friction among all of them. That's pretty. And then the last one is essentially casting. Uh, I think shocking hand is the spell Hmm. Uh, that powers the entire thing Uh, if I remember correctly let me go look at the exact thing I'm thinking of Uh, jolting surge that's the electric uh, spell I'm thinking of alright so this is how this uh, really ornate arm is being powered it has two spell gems that are causing uh, allowing it to move without any friction and the third spell gem is basically acting as the battery. Fascinating. Yeah. And the gear or the spring in there is self-winding from the electric spell gem. So it has actually a small uh, motor. And that's what's actually keeping everything going. What about scary dark pinky? Did we figure that out? Yeah. So that is the last thing that you get to is the palm. So it is actually the fingers in the palm are the most articulated points of the hand. And so you take apart the fingers. I mean, they're just really well-made metal. Um, closer to, uh, what is it, the hard one? I think adamantium is in this one. Okay. The the finger pads. So they're extremely durable for use from day to day. And you get to that ring finger. And when you try to remove it from the palm, and even after disconnecting all the gears and the springs to it, it doesn't come off. I try some WD-40. All right. You WD-40 it, and you just continue to wiggle it. And let's see. I wanted you to do one more thing. Uh, give me perception. Perception. Can anybody do that? Uh, I would say it is Jim who can only do it because he's the one actually touching the palm or touching the finger. Gotcha. Uh, 21. 21? Yeah. So you notice when you're trying to pull it that it has a little bit of uh, uh, torsion to it. You can twist it a little bit. Is so it, Is it one of those twist like, good it. twists or bad twist? A good twist. Like it's meant to twist. Okay, a twist. Yep, you twist it uh, counterclockwise and you feel it like click 
and you continue to feel it and it continues to click until finally you make a full, like two full rotations and the finger pops off of the uh, palm. What's in the finger? Uh, you pull it out of the palm and inside is a key. The finger is a key. Oh uh, yeah, third finger is a key. Yep. I have no clue what it's a key to, but we got it. You got the key. It's probably to like a safe in the house or something. It's something. Wait, wasn't there a safe in the house that wasn't opened? There is no safe in the house. Damn it. We'll have to ask River Boy. Yep. So, you guys have solved the mystery of the prosthetic arm. Yeah! Yay! How much XP do and we get? And why everyone wanted it. So how much money do we get? Uh, well, you haven't solved the uh, mystery yet, <laughs> but you solved one of them. I'm joking. Let's let's go out. Let's get shots. Let's celebrate. We did it. Go team. We did it. We did it. We did it. Side Hooray. question: We looked at the actual arm, right? That was the actual prosthetic. Okay. Yes. Not the very super fancy one that was in the case at River's house. Oh, did I find? The, 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 one last thing did I find the maker's mark oh yeah you did it is actually on one of the spell gems the the uh, one that has uh, uh, jolting surge what's it look like I believe it I said it was a cracked star cracked star no like initials or anything no initials Damn it. no date it just come no no date for the uh when it was made. And no dick butt? Damn artisan. No dick butt. Not giving, not properly marking their work. Uh, from what you remember from what Tommy Tonsil says, this is a, a collaborative. I know, I'm just which, yeah. I'm being facetious. However, I would say, I would note that it's on the spell gem with Jolting Surge. Yes, I, I marked that. Yes, so that is... I think one of the things you should keep an eye on. Thanks for the hint, DM. Hinty, 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 hinty. Yes, I'm just giving the hint now so that way you don't forget. Don't worry, I will forget. I.e., write that down in your notes. I actually have it written down in my notes. Doesn't mean two weeks from now I'll remember it. Wait, what are we trying to remember? I will forget it. That's okay. why I'm yeah, like saying. Make sure you put it on your notes where you found the maker's mark, because that might be important someday. Where was the maker's mark? It was on the middle finger. Sucks to you. <laughs> I, I, I put a circle around it, so we'll see if I remember no. it being important. It's the last spell gem that has jolting surge on it, which powers the arm. The maker's mark is on this spell gem. Looks like a crack star. Yep. Cool. And highlight. Okay. Yay. We did so, the thing. You did the thing. And you figured out that there was something hidden inside that arm. Now we just need to find out who done it. Yep. Now the final piece is who done it and who killed Olene. My bet is on that damn Tommy Tonsils. You can't trust an android on Orson. Goddamn, Have to come up for air every three minutes. Nonsense. Sylvia, I think you fit, you're a big, you're beginning to fit in well with our types here. Oh, well, that wasn't Sylvia. 
no. I actually like different people and don't think anybody is more important than the next person. Mm. Well, I mean, besides yourself. I mean, of course, I am the most important to myself. You always gotta put yourself first. You can't pour from an empty cup. This is true. So considering this went on all night, I'm gonna assume that Jim, Shishi, and Sylvia are awake. How about Not and uh, Nagarash? Yeah, I'm awake. So is Not. Not's finally going back to finish up the tea party. And I am definitely watching that tea party. Okay. Three days later. Okay. So, um, I was going to say if none of you actually go to sleep anytime soon. Uh, the the case is when's the uh, reconvene date? Uh, in the afternoon. Uh, I'd say George probably needs to get some sleep. Oh, George is asleep on the couch in the office. Uh, I like to imagine as soon as I stab uh, Jim with the EpiPen of coffee, Shinova's going to go to sleep. She knows she can't do shit. Okay. Uh, yeah, So because George knew that he wasn't going to help either. So and he'd been up already in the court case, so he fell asleep in the office. Uh, yeah, I think after Jim has taken it apart, he's gonna throw it back together. Not okay. <laughs> yeah, if you're putting it back together, not will assist. Okay, give me another engineering check. <laughs> because let's see if you have missing screws or you have a couple extra screws. Um, I think not. Got it. Holy <laughs> shit! <laughs> Well, yeah, and I got a 25, yeah, with so I'm that, pretty sure it, uh... With that crit? Pretty sure it put together. Yeah, not your schematics, even though they ran across the entire room, are detailed enough where you guys can actually follow it backwards and put the machine back together. I knew there was a reason why I chose to not throw you into space. Not gives you a high five. All right, so... I'm assuming now it's like 11 in the morning. Yeah. So the court case is at three o'clock in the afternoon. All right, I can get myself another. I can get myself some coffee pens and or epic coffees, and I'll be good, probably. That's just gonna curl up, kind of cat-like, just in the middle of the rug, and fall asleep in the office. Uh, when you do that, uh, Contessa jumps on top of you and falls asleep. So it's like a pile. Aww. Oh god, that's adorable. Um. I think at this point in time, because it's about 11, George walks in with coffee and bagels. Oh, are, are, were they made by a rogue rabbi? It's an operative rabbi in this universe, but yeah. Oh, yes. So instead of yes. shuriken, he, he uh, specializes in bagels. Bagels. No, no one sees them coming. Oh. No one sees the flavor. Want some locks with those? Matzah. Ah, Matzah. Wow. Smoked salmon. Smoked salmon, cream cheese, and capers. Yeah. Delicious. It's all kosher. So, yeah. So he walks in uh, with, I don't know, a dozen bagels. And I uh, one of those big jugs of uh, hot coffee, the one you can get from, uh, you know, the place. Uh, the Starfuckers. Yeah, exactly. It's one of those. And uh, it's like, so, um, what did you find? Well, we... Uh... We tore the thing apart, and we found how the whole thing works. 
the this here finger is just gonna wingle the third finger. Appears to be a key, and there's no damage marking. Unlike this uh, other prosthetic that looks like uh, it was thrown into the water and got the living hell beat out of it. Yeah, me and Nagarash found. Yeah. My gentle little mushroom smells come from the back of the room. Do you even have lungs? I don't know. Uh, he's... If... Have you seen that uh, video of that guy squishing down an entire pile of rubber chickens? <laughs> and then release it? So, imagine that, but very, so- but very soft. Like, ah! That's that's basically uh, what Knot sounds like when he snores. Soft streak. Okay. Yeah, basically. But, but much, much softer. It's very disconcerting. Yeah. Uh, very tiredly from the corner uh sylvia's gonna go george how helpful would it be to go talk to mr rivers right now well i think it's probably a good idea to prep the client again before we head back in the battle great everyone else is asleep you're coming with me (laughs) all right then jim is very awake we'll go meet with the client um as you guys are getting set to leave uh, you hear a furious pounding at the door. And it is the distinct sound of the prosecuting attorney, Mr. Dubhe Alpha, yelling, George! George! Mr. Corbleu! I quickly look around for hiding spots for the uh, prosthetic. Oh, I'm, get- I'm, getting my- I'm getting my slow children sign. I'm ready to fuck some shit up. Uh, George waves, like, it is, um, does, uh, Jim have the key still in his hand? Sure. Uh, George turns to you and, like, points and then says, basically whispers to you, like, get rid of the key. Uh, uh, And, like, points to Sylvia. I, I, I furiously, I furiously motion to, uh, uh, Jim to give me the key. Okay, because I was going to eat it. (laughs) Yeah. Uh. Okay. Yeah. Uh. St- stick it in your stick it in your treasury hole. That is exactly what I was gonna do. Actually. <laughs> Brings a whole new idea to the phrase fingering. Uh, slide a hand. Yeah, slide a hand. I'm on re-roll. Do we have any more left? We have like seven. Perfect. I rolled a natural one. We're gonna re-roll. <laughs> It was very so are, cold. So are you going to go ahead and charge full price for this action? Charge it to the estate, you know? I got a 27. Yeah, yeah. Um, you, that uh, that key disappears. And uh, what do you do with the actual arm? I kind of want to yeet it out the window, but no! I don't think Jim would do that. I think he would just be like, I, th- I feel like Jim would try to do like a, Draw me like your French girl pose in front of it. Okay. Uh, is it back in the case, I should ask? Uh, I think it's still on the table. That's how I'm seeing this. <laughs> All right. Yep. Yeah, it's still on the table. So, uh, yeah. So the ring finger is missing from the arm, which is hidden. What if we just put the 
arm under the table. Like, it, does the table have a, um, like, a desk? Yeah, it's a full-on, like, what you imagine attorneys have for a desk. That power desk. Yeah, can I just take it and put it on the floor? Are not schematics still all across the room as well? Yes, they are. Beautiful. <laughs> um, um, I'm guessing I don't uh, have another I, enough time for another action. That's my guess. No, so you um, you hit you hid the key. That's a full action. So so if I want to hide the arm, uh, I think I will try to hide the arm under the desk. You want to try to hide the arm, and then I'll just the the start desk. ripping off schematics with uh, not. not to sleep. Yes, not as solidly asleep right now. Yeah. Well, so Nagarash, what are you doing while they're everyone's panicking? I mean, I could sit on the arm. No, I'll use my uh, psychometric hand to rip down diagrams. Okay, so Shishi and Nagarash are just ripping down diagrams frantically. Uh, I So in my head, I imagine you guys are just building a nest out of paper around Knot, because that's a stupid thing to be like, yeah, the mushroom sleeps in a, a, a nest. See? Yeah. Yeah. We, this is our adopted child. Yeah. Well, you're our adopted child. He needs to be warm. It, it, the, it was originally a bed for Contessa and not got sleepy. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I'll call it that. Um, so after a few moments, uh, George answers the door. And it is, of course, uh, Del Pay Alpha. And he is quite upset. George. Yes. The prosthetic that was in the evidence and the Croft 2 Enterprises is gone. How shocking. Um, and that's a problem that I have. Well, it wouldn't be unless, of course, we have a receipt from Fish Express that shows your office being delivery location for the arm. <laughs> that would be a that would be a bit of a problem now wouldn't it but question on that isn't there a mail room so before it gets to the office it goes to the mail room correct so uh Depe basically would ex accept that answer however the super express delivery literally sends it to location it needs to go directly Hmm. Who's the best at lying? Sylvia. Well, darling, we haven't received any package, and we've been up all night. And I'm going to help her with that action. Please ignore the burning drone in the corner of the room. So bluff? Uh, yes, give me a bluff. 26. Uh, 22. I think, considering he can't see, because it's George, Shishi, and Sylvia in the doorway... He can't see into the room to examine it. And with those high of bluff checks, he just, like, he's not 100% convinced, but he doesn't have any real reason to go into the office. So he backs down at this point in time. So we're going to get um, murdered by the Kratu organization. Yes. yes Good news. Yeah. So. Did you not expect this at the beginning of this session? Well means that I need to create more security measures around my house. I, uh, I give, I give him a little wave, like, toodaloo. <laughs> Have a good day! 
Don't let the door hit you where the good Lord didn't split you. What? He's a bear, and bears don't have ass cheeks. How do you know that? You don't know his life choices? Yeah. So he leaves pretty frustrated at you guys. And George just slowly closes the door like, oh, that could have been a problem. So what was that about it being voluntarily sent to you? Yep, voluntarily. Mm-hmm. Well, we got the damn on. What do you want from me? Mm, some honesty? Okay, sure. I'll give you some honesty when you give me some honesty. How about that? What have I lied to you about? He's just gonna look and then be like, nope done guys i am too damn tired for this i haven't gotten any sleep i still have to cross-examine a fucking witness so george are we going or not uh george just nods like all right then let's get this done no more backpack beer for you fine i'll do you do you want me to send this thing back or what should well for the moment it's probably best we just hide it because right. what about our uh, other piece of evidence that especially we're gonna hide I, I don't that doesn't seem like a good idea I have a keychain well Can you find it on me no I meant the other arm Oh, not the key. They ain't gonna know about no damn key. I'm pretty sure George meant the key. Uh, I meant the I key. Meant, yeah, I meant the other arm. Oh, the other arm I'll present in, uh, as evidence in the court later on today. All right. I just gotta know when exactly I'm gonna present it, so. Well, do you have a specific hiding place that's super safe, Mr. George? And he just kind of like, Scratches the bottom of his chin. He's like, um, uh, hmm. And he looks like he looks over to Nagrash, like Nagrash. Yeah. Uh, why don't you just uh take care of this for a little while? Yeah, Ziploc. Uh, well, I think Sylvia will hide the key. You hide the arm. <laughs> you want him to have the arm on his person? That sounds like a real pain in the ass. Do you think anybody's going to check him? That's true. I'll tuck it under my Hawaiian shirt, which is under my poncho. Good luck. Also, there's that whole intimidating presence he has if somebody tries to search him. That's also true. He a big boy. Yes, he is. And I give him that look. Don't <laughs> <laughs> oh, patronize me. <laughs> He said I was patronizing. That was a compliment. Jeez. Really is, honestly. Okay. With that settled, I think George and Sylvia head down to Prep River for his next court appearance. And the rest of you guys, I think, probably rest up for the court battle that take place in a few hours. And from that, I think we're going to call it for the night. Hey everyone, Lulu here. Thank you for listening to the Reroll It podcast. If you would like to show your support, hit that like button, smash that notification bell, and subscribe to our channel so you know when we upload new episodes. 
also consider donating to our Patreon so we can make better quality content for all of you. Thank you.